0: I'm not busy. No, far away. Love, love,
1: love, love. Love, 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 love. Let's do it. Let's go get the shit kicked out of us by love.
0: Yes. Oh, God, who do have to screw around here to get a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit? Right. Bonjour, Aurelia. Bonjour
1: for one second
0: okay that's done um, you should come sleep at our place uh-huh. but there's one problem you'd be naked no, no I think you'd be fine <laughs> best shag you ever had Britney Spears no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> she was rubbish do oh, that can't be done. There's nothing you can say that can't be done. God is half the broken. There's <laughs> nothing you can say.
1: that? Yeah, what's that? I don't know. It could be my new Christmas tree or it could be this lovely holiday candle I just lit called Noble Fir. I can smell it through the Zoom. Oh my gosh, you know what that means? What does it mean? It means the holidays are here. Oh my gosh, it's Christmas. (laughs) And it means that it's time for our first ever special holiday episode of to all the rom-coms i've loved before Yay. because nothing says holidays like romance yes nothing makes as good of a leading lady or man as a grinch <laughs> so, nothing says love like love actually yeah so that's our that's our movie so quick introduction <laughs> i'm helia i'm mary and this is our podcast where we discuss iconic rom-coms. Um, we talk about our favorite scenes, characters, casting, trivia, and end with our favorite moments and lingering questions. And um, today we have a very special guest, my best friend of over 15 years, Larissa. Say hi. Hi, guys. Yay. So uh, Larissa, why don't you tell us your relationship with rom-coms and podcasts? Um, I like rom-coms. I don't get them to
0: watch them too much because my boyfriend prefers watching scary movies. It's (laughs) not hard to get him to watch rom-coms and we've This is a scary (laughs) (laughs) rom-com. We've pretty much been watching all of our movies together recently because we can't like leave the house and be away from each other. Um, so no. I was very excited that I got an excuse to get him to watch Love, actually. That's, that's yes.
1: a plot of either a really good rom-com or a really good scary movie. Maybe, maybe both. We maybe don't know. Both. Yeah, why not? For our <laughs> last episode, we did talk about how there is an overlap of fans that like both. So we just got to get Zach into the middle of the Venn diagram. Yeah, we like scary movies. We do like scary movies. Yeah, right. we're like, you don't want to watch time. them with us. We scream, but... We like them. We have the, we have the, you know, it's just, we like feelings. <laughs> I want to feel all the feelings. Feel all the feelings. Nothing gets me to feel all the feelings like this movie, which Mary, you alluded to. So why, don't you, why don't you introduce the movie? I'll introduce I'd love to introduce the movie. So we've already done on this podcast, um, Notting Hill, which was another British rom-com written by Richard Curtis. And this was also, uh, written by Richard Curtis, but, um, it was also his directorial debut so he directed it. Uh, So the one-liner, I cannot go through all the mini plots, but the one-liner of this is that it follows the lives of eight very different couples in dealing with their love lives in various loosely interrelated tales, all set during a frantic month before Christmas in London, England. So kind of like it's been done before, it's been done since, but a lot of mini stories where the characters sort of overlap into each other's lives. And essentially function as their own mini-movies, but then are kind of interwoven by the relationships in the characters. Has it been done before this movie? Because I feel like this was the first time I'd seen it done. Me too. I think it's this is the most commercial way it's been done. Um, but it's for sure been done, I think, like in older movies or even like foreign films. Okay. Um, yeah, I should ask my dad. Because I remember seeing a movie in theater called um, Vantage Point, where it was like a bunch of different viewpoints and a bunch of different characters that like zeroed in on in theaters a while ago and my dad was like oh this is like a version of Mahabharata or some 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 other kind of ancient um text he had read and I was like oh okay so this has been around a while because I thought love actually invented it. yeah I definitely thought yeah <laughs> well why don't you tell us um So there's the recap and do you have any other info to share about the movie or should we just jump Yeah. No, I mean, I think the main thing to share, usually we talk about like how it's received and I actually don't know if the reviews were super good, but why was this a commercial juggernaut? So the budget, I'm actually surprised the budget wasn't more. The budget was about 40 or 50, um, 40, $45 million. Oh yeah. That doesn't sound like that. Doesn't that sound kind of low? Yeah, because I know like movies like Transformers are like six figures, right? Like six, um, figures, three, gra- three, or like three hundred million. Okay. Right. I mean, granted, it was two thousand three, but I saw that and I was like, oh, it's kind of low. So okay, given that, yeah, 40, hearing 40, all 40, those names they have on it, it yeah, and like famous at the time, it wasn't like they they were all up and comers. Um, but anyways, on a forty million budget, it grossed $248 dollars worldwide. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, so it was like a huge, like I think a lot of people saw it, it like some movies we talked about that have kind of become more beloved since they came out, and this was like, I feel like it was huge even at the time, I didn't see it, I think we were a little young, but um, it was huge at the time. I remember first watching it in college, when did you first watch it? Yeah, me too, it was either late high school or college, I think it was college, and the reason I watched it with my mom was because I was home on Christmas break, and you do have a long break in college. And I watched with her, I was like, what's this? And she's like, oh, it's lit, actually, you haven't seen this? And I watched it with my mom and it was just like the best memory. Like, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I just, I couldn't believe how good it was. Because I feel like there's, you get to a point sometimes where you're like, oh, I've seen all the movies that I'm going to like always love and like be in my tops. Like you kind of rarely discover something later in life that you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be, you know, in my new faves. And I was like, this is amazing. I cannot believe I haven't seen this before. That was like kind of my feeling when I saw it with her. Oh, Larissa, when did you first see the movie? You so Larissa requested this movie. I did, yeah. And yeah. then we, we thought it would be a great one to start That's our. That's a good choice. Yeah. With, so. Yeah.
0: We made her wait. <laughs> um, I think the first time I watched it I was maybe fourteen or fifteen. I think it was shortly after it came out. Wow. Mom bought it on VHS. <laughs> oh. Um, wait, and we I see them
1: it. putting in a VHS in the movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, the Titanic! Remember <laughs> it was two. Oh
1: my god, that makes me feel old. Yeah, they, they, in the movie, they use a VHS.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's from 2003, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So yeah. It's really hard to re- realize how long ago that was, because I feel like it... I,
1: I know! Just, they start out talking about 9-11, and you're like, oh my gosh. Wait, <laughs> oh. It was um, only my... two years after 9-11. Yeah, and I feel like it, there was kind of a time period where it was like a lot of movies either felt like they had to acknowledge 9-11 or, or something um and this was kind of interesting because it's set in london it's not a a new york movie by any means but um yeah within the first couple lines of the movie the monologue by hugh grant they bring up uh 9-11 and then i think the other kind of um i mean i love this movie anyways but the other reason i have sort of positive uh memories with it is my my best friend from home um my friend jackie woodside uh every time i was home in rhode island on christmas break we would like She'd come to my house and we'd watch this movie. So I watch it with her every Christmas. Oftentimes, like in my parents' bed, like we would just like curl up and watch it. So cute. Yeah. So right. we all rewatched it. Seventeen years after it came out, but maybe mm-hmm. not seventeen years since we last. I probably last saw it in college, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think I watch it with Jackie pretty much every year. So you, this was like your re- this was time you were due for yeah. a rewatch. I, yes i mean I've, I've definitely gone a year here or there or maybe even a few years not watching it but pretty much i watch it every christmas and i remember even before i had seen it like i was a big fan of taylor swift and she always said this was her favorite movie um mm-hmm. brings you closer yeah. to swift yeah, your yeah. Rea- immediate reaction watching it right now like this time around this time around i was like oh man especially especially 2020 like it's just been kind of a tough year I was like, this is what I needed. Like, this holds up. It made me, like, so joyful. Oh, Laura, so what about you? What was your, when was the last time you watched it? Oh, my gosh. Um,
0: I've, I've seen this movie so many times. <laughs> I can't remember the last. I know that I watched it with my boyfriend, Zach, previously. So it's not even the first time. It's not even it. your guys' first time watching it together. I know I watched it once with my friends in college when I was studying abroad in England, and I remember that was really fun. That's cool. What was your immediate reaction? Was it over
1: Christmas? Of, uh,
0: for the second time with Zach? Um, yeah, yeah, we watched it like around Christmas time. I think actually this time, because I've seen it so many times, I think what struck me this time was how I'm not sure if any of the individual stories could really be their
1: own movie, and it made me wonder if that's why they put them all together. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, something that came up in the trivia when I was reading about it was that he was writing, that Richard Curtis was writing two different movies, one about Hugh Grant's character and one about um Colin Firth's character and they actually have kind of similar plot lines in terms of falling for a woman who works Mm -hmm. for them and he was like oh I should just combine this and then I think it snowballed from there so yeah I who knows if maybe he felt like it wasn't enough for one movie or something and I've actually I've never been to like um England at all certainly not London but it watching it also makes me want to go to London at Christmas yeah
0: I think those two plot lines are the ones that are
1: would be the best of their own movies so. yeah they can kind of stand alone i think and I, w- I remember thinking that with Colin for storyline because we don't really get much of a huge like explicit backstory on him like his girlfriend her wife cheats on him he suddenly ends up in france with his house yeah when i was rewatching it i was like i can't tell if she's a wife or a girlfriend yeah, I, like i used to think she was his wife Like tell. suddenly he's out i guess i so was a girlfriend and then he's like brothers there and then the but she like really did look sick like i thought that was like an interesting red herring like her nose was very red i was like oh she like is actually he, like obviously loves her and she doesn't she definitely <laughs> tells i love you too when well he that's says, a, i you know, i actually yeah yeah i love that you brought this up though helia because that was one of my other immediate reactions that i like thought of but didn't write down I feel like for how little you see these characters you know exactly who they are and what they're about you can like yeah. picture their whole life story at least I could I feel like I, I know well. they like, oh, he's, a good writer, job. he's long like in the very yeah, little like things. none of them are even the most minor one are none of them are two-dimensional no and I think that's a testament to really good writing and really it's good, good writing, writing and dialogue in the small time they have you really get you, you get attached to them and you like know their story and they don't expect yeah. to tell you anything yeah and like good pacing this movie is over well over two hours long and it flew by for me yeah that's yeah. I remember because I was thinking about how you like your tight 90 minutes I do, I I do. How long this movie was I was like oh my god <laughs> Mario. No, it literally goes from five weeks to Christmas to like all I went for Christmas is you at the pageant like it just flies by
0: yeah, something else that I think I thought about watching at this time was, I feel like it must have been so overwhelming to edit, just like trying to figure out like which scenes should go one after another. Oh yeah, it's all different. It's like how there's no real right or wrong answer about where each scene should go.
1: Yeah, and supposedly they cut it down a lot. Like there were even more characters and more plot lines. Like this didn't make it in 2003, but there was like apparently a lesbian storyline with like two Aww. teachers or one of the teachers of the kids. And, like, you know, just different things that were darker, and they just couldn't, you know, it would have been like yeah. three hours. Later. I also like my impression of the movie, too, like watching it now, was how well balanced it is, and like how it does have a diversity of types of love. Um, and I don't know, just like, well, you can't. Know, Again, as a dumb college person, I <laughs> kind of was just like annoyed that Laura Lenny's character didn't get with Carl. I, like, I'm still annoyed, we're gonna get to that really? it, now. I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this is actually about the love between her and her brother, right? And it's all sorts of love, like all kinds, oh, yeah. And I was um, actually annoyed with Carl, like, dude, I know, I don't know what's going on with Carl, but I, I did feel like yeah, I mean, you're, you're invested, but in some ways, the non-traditional, like, kind of love, like, the love between friends, like, the, you know, singer and his manager, those were some of my favorite stories. Uh, they're, they're really, I remember feeling really unsatisfied at first with, like, Juliet, and um, I guess her husband's best Me friend. Me too. Me too. So no, he loves you. But then I'm like, oh my god, who am I asking this woman to cheat on her new husband? Like literally, they've been married a week. <laughs> like, but it's just, I mean, it's very cute, and you just, but they, they're like, if you think that's probably one of the shortest storylines. Yeah, like, and like, and actually, I when I first watched one. it, I definitely thought he was in love with his friend. Like I definitely bought into, you know, the clues that he was in love with the, the yeah. guy. Um. So that was funny, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm super biased, but dare I say it's still like a very good movie. And like, oh, very good. Movie. I was like, this is so entertaining. This is entertaining as anything. I'm not embarrassed to be watching it. Like, it's very good, and it didn't feel. I don't know. I do think like early two thousands movies. You watch them now, and there's something about them that's very emotionally manipulative. Like the movie Crash. If you watch that now, you just feel like you're being manipulated, and it's very commercial. And Love well, actually like it should be that way, but it. It feels very genuine. Maybe it's the British humor, too. It's never, like, too sweet. Um, you know, you have the Bill Nye character. You have characters that are sort of a little bit more spiky. But I really liked it. Like, I just felt like it held up great. Well, I wasn't super excited to watch it. It's not my favorite no! movie, actually. But yeah. now, and, I'm like, kind of hit the nail on the head, Mary. You're saying it's already been a tough year, and almost like, even though this was set in 2003, when and at a time right now when we can't travel, and then Hugh Grant's is talking about, like, at the airport, and, like, there's just love everywhere. Literally the first thing I thought of was, wow, hugging people and being at airports, two things we all took for granted up until yeah. this year. It just, like, really resonated with me, and it just yes. came to a time where, you know, we're at the end of this awful year, we've had yes. all these trips canceled, we've, like, can't, you know, we can't hug people. I know it's, so, you have, I'm like well, a when people, people catch me hugging someone I'm like they're gonna report me or something <laughs> <laughs> not like very you know, awkward he I don't think I thinking about this, but at Thanksgiving it's hard to see family members and not hug them like it's just yeah. very weird but then also when he said like in times of like the news like these these stories of love don't often make the news because it doesn't make for good right you know, it doesn't get viewership or whatever but right. really if you look around you do see it everywhere and I like to think that that still stands true. So and I think this time I, I was more excited to wa- once I started off that way. And as I watched it, I was like, I definitely enjoyed it a lot more than even I think the very first time I watched it. And I think part wow. of that was to do with who I watched it with the first time. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't really watch it with very good people back then. <laughs> like college friends? Yeah. 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 See, for me, it was, like, such a special memory because I watched it with my mom, and my mom loved the movie. My mom loves Hugh Grant. We've talked about this before. She thinks my dad looks like him. So, my mom's just all in on Hugh Grant. Yeah. His storyline was really cute. It was. He was really charming in it, as he always is. Um, Larissa, why, so why did you want your very first guest appearance to be with this movie? Because you asked before the holidays. Um, oh!
0: This, I mean, this is definitely just one of my favorite rom-coms. I, yeah, I was, um, I think that maybe it's part of, maybe it's kind of because like there are so many different stories that it doesn't really try to, it doesn't try to like make you believe that a love story should be a certain way. Yeah. And I think that is really what appeals to me most about this movie is it's just like you guys said, like all different kinds of love and all different kinds of stories. And therefore, you know, it doesn't have to be like a, more of like the kind of predictable cookie cutter story that a lot of people right. end up
1: being. Right. Mm. and it, it, like it could have gone that way like there's very bad versions of this I mean Valentine's Day maybe we'll talk about Oh that. yeah but like that one's a bad yeah yeah but the kind of one good thing about that type of movie is you kind of you can't get sick of the characters because you're not spending that much time with them so i felt like with love actually you know even if i've seen it many times i don't know the order that they're going to show the different story so each time it picks up with a different story it's like exciting and it's like oh i'm seeing another friend i forgot about like that's how i felt yeah something i like did catch myself doing which i was just like oh and i remember trying to do this before too (laughs) <laughs> it's trying to connect how because they all are connected somehow somehow except for the singer and his manager is what i oh, read the but they and all they watch mean, him on the tv it kind I of guess. makes sense because they're famous so that he's on the tv yeah. so he's still in in their lives like he's just yeah. the, in, in their lives the way of celebrities in the background of you your know? life and i kind so, of like oh i want to make a map of this like how is everyone No, watching?
0: right that'd be fun the, the, the rock star does inspire, um, the boy, I can't remember his name, too. Yeah, he sees from. him. So, I mean, that's, he, de- he definitely has a big influence on at least one character. Yeah,
1: I feel like you don't have to know someone to, um, you know, sort of push them one way or another, and I think for him it was like, oh yeah, like, I could get into music and get the girl oh my god he's so so will so cute we'll definitely talk about casting a bit i have thoughts on him um oh no. but what so usually we talk about what our most like our favorite scene is but i think for yeah. this movie i kind of want to do like what was your favorite storyline like which one was Ooh, uh, and why yeah because i don't know if my favorite scene would necessarily be my favorite storyline you know what i mean well let's go with what was your favorite storyline favorite storyline Oh my god! I could like narrow it down to three. I could not choose. All right, what about Larissa? You it is—it's
0: a really hard question, and it's, it's changed. I think. I think the more that I've watched it, like my favorite storyline has, um, has changed over the years. But I think, recently, I think my favorite storyline is maybe the kind of love triangle between um, Alan Rickman, Harry, I think his name is, oh, and yeah. um, his wife. Emma I'm not Emma, expecting wife, that. And then Mia, um, yeah, I think it's not really the most like heartwarming story, but I think just like the, I don't know, the drama and the, it's like, it's the most tense. Yeah. And it's the one that really like makes you feel. It,
1: that most, I think you have to be yeah, a certain age yeah. to it's the most, and it. Not that I, I haven't been cheated on that I know of, but, <laughs> um, and, and to refresh people, this is the storyline where Alan Rickman, he's married to Emma Thompson. So Alan Rickman mm-hmm. plays Harry, he's married to Emma Thompson. And at work, he has this little hoary. I shouldn't. Honestly, use that. <laughs> she's like kind of an odd looking. <laughs> it's like it's like I don't like her. Mia is like his secretary. Like not, but she's not like family. conventionally. I'm a little surprised that she's like this temptress. She's not the most conventionally attractive. She's kind yeah, of odd. I feel like so she's mm-hmm. like this temptress that is like that's a that's a nicer way of saying it, Mary. Right? I shouldn't I shouldn't you know put down <laughs> fellow women that way, but I don't like her. And she like yeah, kind of gets tries she's so obvious about it like she's talking yeah. to him and she's spreading her legs and you're just like no, <laughs> yeah she's a it's, caricature
0: yeah mary do you hate mia too
1: <laughs> i don't hate mia i mean i i think that she is um she, she knows what she wants she yeah. she she wants like that necklace and everything that represents and she's, she's willing to try intentionally to do trying to break up this marriage Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't think she has any intention of being with him, though. I feel like she's, the scene where she's looking at the necklace and admiring herself is very telling. It's like, oh, she's in love with herself. Like, she just wanted, you know, something shiny, like, which was literally what she said. I mean, she was very, like, straightforward with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, she she was almost, uh, so obvious, I didn't even think she was manipulative. Like, oh, this is all for you. Like, Like, there was no guesswork for him of, oh, she's interested in me, because that's kind of how he was at first, and then it was like, no, like, she was laying it on pretty thick. Yeah, I think she's odious. I don't hate her. Do you, um, do you think she likes him just because of like money, like she, he's rich? Think you it, is the shiny thing? Do you think she wants him because of the shiny, or do you? Yeah, think I think I to- think if he weren't the boss, so, so it's implied. I don't exactly know what they do, but it's implied he's like running or the boss of this like graphic design company. And I think if he weren't like the boss. No, she's not going after him because there's actually I just thought of this. There's a telling thing where, and granted, no girl in the UK likes Colin. That's part of the joke. But there's a um, moment where Colin's like my future wife, and she's just like ah, because he's like the low man on the totem pole in the office. Yeah, I that too. So it's like she's very status obsessed. Yeah, that's a good point. Like there is a lot of like images of her where she's like looking at herself in the mirror. So I think- I, Yes, but I'm glad you brought that up, Larissa, because I feel like I definitely wasn't one of my, one of the ones I was going to say, but I think you appreciate it as, you're, as you get older. And yeah. while I didn't see this when it came out in 2003, my parents did. I guess we were home or with a baby, probably not with a babysitter, but we were home. And then when they came home, my dad was, like, talking about that Joni Mitchell song that's played, and he played it, and they were talking about the lyrics, and I was like, whoa, my parents are, like, really dissecting this, and it's like, oh, that's, that's probably a more mature plot line that speaks to an older audience that isn't just caught up in, like, the happy romance, like, they were like, oh, this is really poignant and sad that, you know, this is, like, kind of what's become marriage, um, and, and yeah I that i felt kind of related to and even though again like i've never been cheated on right. that i know of but like just that moment where when emma thompson figures it out like she didn't get the necklace and she knows that he bought a necklace for someone and she, she goes she to her, her, her bedroom her, she, she, she goes all bedroom. the acting awards i think in this movie like she's the mvp and, and she's so. amazing and she like goes to her bedroom and is, like, crying, and she's trying to hide it from her family, and I feel like that's, like, an experience, whether it's in a romance, in a relationship, or just any kind of situation, where, like, something or someone's broken your heart, but you can't. Yeah. You're trying to keep it together, because you're part of something bigger, and in this case, yes. like, family, she doesn't want her family to see this. Even the moment where she finds the necklace is a little bit heartbreaking, because it's kind of a checkoff's gun, like, you know it's gonna come back that she's gonna find out in some way it's not for her, so that's, like, Oh my gosh but then yeah i hell yeah like my mom and i love the scene where she basically is like crying in the bedroom and then has to compose herself and kind of put her face on and be like yay kids let's get let's get going like da-da-da. and uh and she does that a few a few times in the movie but that's like the most striking one you're just like oh my gosh like she has to really just put on a facade for her whole life like you know, he well, is family. irreparable damage has been done in that marriage and uh, i mean well that's that's, that's a question I was going to say for later. But yeah, I mean, do you guys think it's irrepar- irreparable damage? I think when someone in America, I mean, they st- obviously stay married. That's kind of shown from the end, um, seen in the airport. But it's like, it's very strained and it doesn't seem like something they can totally come back from. Like, there's a rift. And even though he's like, yeah, it was stupid. Um, this is a tangent, I, a little bit, but something I thought was interesting is apparently it's controversial whether or not he and Mia actually did have sex, and I feel like it's pretty obvious that they did. Oh, you think? I thought they didn't. Oh, really? I, never thought, I never thought they that. It is that. controversial. So why did you think they? Did? You think he just got her the necklace, and they just didn't? Nothing, the nothing happened. I that. Yeah, I feel like it's just more implied than um, shown. But maybe I'm just like being an idiot about it. I just never really. Yeah, apparently it's a subject of debate. I don't know. I just, it wasn't obvious to me that they had sex. And maybe they wanted it to be purposefully nebulous, um, and it would color how much you'd be willing to forgive of him. Yeah, I think they wanted to still make- The bottom line is you don't don't get a a nice necklace and then your wife- I think they, they, once they they appreciate appreciate that the writers did, they they don't want to make him out to be this, like- evil, adulterer, like, the way, I mean, Colin, no, it's um, very Colin much right. Colin yeah, I mean, it's not a gray area in like, terms of what funny. he did, but he's not, like, this evil scene. No, no. He's, like, a family man, like, that's why it's kind of, like, oh my gosh. I think we're um, supposed to be able to sympathize with him a bit more, unlike, um, unlike Colin Firth's girlfriend that cheats on him, where that's just, like, like, she fakes He's just, like, about. terrible, yeah. I think Alan Rickman's character, Harry, he, he we are supposed to sympathize with him a bit more, and then, I I think if they did show him having sex with her, that would have made it harder. So interesting. Um, yeah, but I, I, think I think if did, though, if, even if they didn't have sex. Um, oh, he still. So, I mean, emotionally cheated on her. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think it just it makes you wonder. And I've said this before in our podcast, and I'll and I feel like this this experience exactly still applies to this, but it's a meri- like a relationship and a long term one. Yeah. Every day, you have to make the choice to be all in it. And it. Yeah. that moment was when it weakened and whether or not, I don't know whether or not. I, I Maybe I'm more optimistic, but I like to think that it's still repairable. They probably have a lot of work to do. Okay. Um, That's more positive, though. I just think, like, things are not going to be the same. Put it that no, way. they're definitely not going to be the same, but that same could also be in a good, I mean, not the same, the change could also be in a good way like he's yeah. he like he's a grump and like uh, yeah, yeah i don't and, and know he writes for her he does say like i'm sorry i'm such a grumpy bugger oh yeah and he said like i'm such a fool like when she kind of you know confronts him about it in sort of a, ra- a roundabout way that she does i have the impression she also felt like her like you know she talks about her brother's the prime minister and she's here making she's a like a like housewife she's, she's making a lobster costume hair yeah hair. So you can tell she is kind of entering that stage of like interrupt, not necessarily in her marriage, but maybe in herself and sometimes in conflict, conflict in relationships are also opportunities to grow in them. Mm -hmm. So this could also be a chance for them to like grow a bit more together and like maybe reintroduce some of that passion or love that's, I don't know maybe that's it's a, a very optimistic no hell yeah I'm I, I applaud your optimism because I'm definitely like ooh that marriage is it's not over I, they, they stay together clearly you know at least in part for the sake of the children but uh, it just seems like it's not all there in the same way I like it's kind of like unreal realistic to think that everything's gonna be perfect the whole especially oh, of, of course of, of course so but that's a big transgression yeah Okay. After X number, you know, I don't know, fifteen years of marriage, whatever it is. Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a major one, and I think like if I found out my husband of fifteen years had done that, I mean, I, I don't know what I. I think it would be very hard to forgive, and I think if there are not kids in the picture, and you see this with couples, they're willing to do things yeah. and do things when there are kids involved and family yeah, involved. Yeah, for and, sure. I don't know. Sure. But, sorry. Loris, I apologize. Mary and I have been like rambling about this scene, and this was your your favorite
0: plot line. Your favorite (laughs) plot line. You know, I I hadn't really thought that much about whether or not um, Harry and Mia really hook up until you kind of like asked it. And it was kind of funny that you both thought opposite things. Right. I'm, you know, I'm honestly, I'm not really sure. It's hard for me to imagine them really hooking up together. Sure. because neither of them ever seem very vulnerable, so it's kind of hard for me to imagine them, like, getting into that situation.
1: Yeah. I, I'm probably taking it more from, like, the context clues of her not, you know, she's not in her underwear, but she's, like, not totally dressed, like, when she's looking at herself with a necklace. So it's almost like, um, you know, I hate, I hate to even make this comparison, but it's almost like a weird form of um, like prostitution or something it's like okay like oh we oh, get she, together he, and now she's wearing he this necklace, necklace. like the necklace stop. by the bed yeah like it just it it, it just feels sort of transactional in an iffy way maybe that's what i'm reading into uh, so i was even wondering like, when would he have given her the necklace yeah Oh, and then he says he point. was late that one day oh yeah but no the funny. necklace was in his pocket so never mind it wouldn't have yeah i don't know i i guess it's not even that i'm like 100% convinced, and, like, I thought about it, but just when I heard that there was a debate, I was, like, oh, no, to me, it's obvious, and I thought you were gonna, so it's interesting you had the opposite view, Helya, because I thought it was, like, oh, yeah, obviously, something happened there. If it wasn't sex, it was, you know, something, you know, intimacy, kiss, whatever, but, um, yeah, so, I, I don't know, it is an interesting point line. has also been, you've been together a long time with Zach, do you think, um, do you think your, like, relationship status from when you first saw the movie to, like, now ch- had an effect on, like, which storyline you enjoyed? Like, you were able to sympathize more with, like, um, a couple that was trying to get through, like, thick and thin?
0: That's that's a good question. I mean, I think I definitely understand. I definitely relate more to, like, people who have been in long-term relationships now just because, like, I know how much work it takes to be in a relationship for several years. Um,
1: That's very honest.
0: Yeah, so, but, but I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe, like, my, my preference for storyline, it might just be, I mean, part of it is just kind of, like, I'm more interested now in which storyline I think is, like, most interesting.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And I have to say, the ones that I like after that one are probably just, like, the funny yeah. ones, <laughs> so. <laughs> so of, which yeah. I guess
1: is different from, Cause I feel like that's a really, I feel like that's a very mature way of looking at things now. is like, what's the most interesting versus I feel like when I was younger, I always want, I wanted to look for more things that I related to and could like aspire to. And now it's like, I don't have to, I don't have to relate to every single character. So one thing really? people had was when a lot of people wouldn't watch the show glow because they couldn't, they, they couldn't um, relate to any of the characters. And I was kind of like, I don't know. I just felt like that wasn't a good reason to not watch something. I didn't watch the show, but it was mostly just because I heard it was about female wrestling. And I was like, "Eh." (laughs) meh. Well,
0: (laughs) Well, I I highly recommend it, although
1: Netflix fucked up by canceling it. (laughs) Um, Uh, Well, actually, I like that question, Kalia, because I wouldn't have thought about it that way. But now that I'm, like, going back through my Rolodex of the years of watching this movie... I do feel like my favorite storylines have shifted. Now, I've always liked Hugh Grant. That's a constant. But I, you know, probably also was younger. So I really liked the little kid storyline mm. and uh, the whole thing with the girl. And I loved uh, the signs and the Karen Knightley storyline. And I still do like those ones. But I think it is, you relate a little bit more to like having a crush and pining for someone when you're kind of that age. Karen Knightley was young in this movie. She's 17 or 18. No. Mind, yeah. Really? She's five years older than the kid. Oh my god! <laughs> how does she look like a like? She doesn't look like yeah. She's a young bride, but she doesn't look like she's too young to be a married woman. Like it's Aww. crazy how mature she looks. But in, in any case, so I love those and I still do. But now I think my top three are well, yeah. The kid is still there, but I like the manager and the Bill Nye he plotline a lot, and I I still love the Hugh Grant plotline and like. I know we're talking more about like plotline than scenes, but I have to like shout out the scenes that I watched over and over again in college, which were the Hugh Grant dance scene and the science scene. Like those scenes both yeah. just like make me happy or, and sad in a way for the science in just like a, like a great way. Like those are both great. Short but ones. we said there's a third, third plot line. Um, well I like the, I like the singer and his manager. I think that's like, just he's hilarious. It's obviously not necessarily the most poignant until the end, and he's like, you know, I love you. You're my best friend, or or whatever. But I just thought he was hilarious, and I do think that he captured, you know, something that probably a lot of like artists and pop stars or whoever feels just like their artist kind of crap, and he's just not hiding it anymore. You know, like people like Joey King would have to go on and say, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm, yeah, proud crap. I'm proud of kissing booth, and da da da. Like he's just like. Oh my god! Turn that crap off! Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, this sh- this song is crap. He was yeah. like, there's that weird line where yeah, I have to just, just not that poor. Weird scene where he's like, his manager's like, yeah, Meister, solid gold shit, and he just has <laughs> a smile like, yeah, this sucks, but I guess I'm and gonna I mean, finish it. And, and he tells people, he's like, I want the number one spot from Blue, and then writes on the sign. He goes, oh, if you win, you get this felt tip marker, and then draws like we have small prigs yeah and he's just well, such a loose cannon he's such a there's something that like i didn't realize until i watched it this time around you know the guys hosting that show i forget their names like alex and drake or whatever but he's like yes drake or alex duh, duh, duh. and it's like there probably are famous people like that that just don't bother learning anyone's name like he I just he, yeah he doesn't care and then he goes like i go uh bill people are their kids watching the shows oh right <laughs> okay. don't do drugs
0: don't buy, buy, don't, don't, buy, don't, buy don't buy drugs, drugs. Yeah.
1: He <laughs> "What is it?" Then become it? A pup star and I become mean, a
0: pop star. they give you them for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: great. No, they're like? They they think the he's, he's such a loose cannon? And then they relax when he's like, "Don't do drugs." And then it's like, "Nope, no, please, no. he's not done." It is a great. that I mean, I love that line. Too. I love that that storyline. That storyline's hilarious. Yeah. And um, but Mary, so do you think you? It's it well. It sounds like you appreciate that line more now than you did like fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I mean, I think I just th- saw him as like comic relief, and he still definitely is. But they do capture, you know, when you um, are friends with someone for a long time, or you work with them for a long time, you do have this relationship, and it's not it's not at all the same thing as you know, Eros, like a romantic kind of love, but it is like a friendly, familial kind of love. And, um, you know, in some ways it's, can be just as affecting to like see played out on screen. And I like that they didn't overdo it. You know, they weren't overly mushy. It was just like, hey, yeah, man, I care about you. And, uh, you know, they're British. So it was especially my manager, the ugliest man alive. yeah Yeah. so mean but it's like you know they they've got to have some kind of a chemistry for like why has he been his manager for so long like you just picture they have this great backstory and uh yeah i just i i don't know i found it like really heartwarming like i really liked that plot line like you said the the stuff what's what's left unsaid you know it's yeah yeah you can kind of already in your in your mind's eye, like envision everything in their history without them explicitly saying anything. Yeah, stuff with like the setting. So when he goes to his manager's apartment, you see the posters. Yes, yes, that's that stood out. You see the posters, and you see like how they knew each other, and like even when he tells him, like when they're first recording, like you keep saying love, and they're not like you know. He just ex- he ex- he knows to expect things from him, and yeah, you see the history there. Yeah, I I really like their relationship. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think another important point
0: that that plotline makes is um, how important it is to prioritize love when you're young, because his Bill Nighy's problem now is that he's gotten old, and he hasn't, he doesn't have any strong relationships with anyone except his manager.
1: Oh. Mm. Mm. that's a good way to look at yeah. it. In and I think sense that, sense. that happens often with celebrities, is they end up actually being very lonely. Yeah. Because people don't really want to know them for them. They just want to know them when they're on top. Oh, that's some, like, legit wisdom, Lars. Well, he says it directly in the movie. Yeah, also, but that's, so. like, that's, like, a very, but that's dumb. No, but then you picked up on it, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you definitely, yeah. You, you can take credit for it,
0: Yeah, he says something during his interview. He was like, well, when I was young, I was foolish. And, uh, you know, I can't remember the lines after that. But something about how he didn't really he didn't he really care sort of,
1: about he just sort of finding a report kind of thing
0: and now he's uh, something about being ugly and alone or I don't know something like that
1: with his ugly manager
0: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> with his cat ugly
1: manager he says it but it's definitely an aside I don't know if I picked up on it as much yeah yeah I mean I feel like they kind they do they kind of sneak it in there by the way you said
0: it was very I like I think it's it's right before he, say, he says that Britney Spears was the best jag ever oh, had yeah. <laughs>
1: But so, I mean, that's a really good takeaway from that line is one of those things that it's easy to take for granted. And I think that's a whole theme in this movie is like, we kind of take love for granted sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's, that really is. Yeah. And I mean, certainly he's younger, but in a way, Hugh Grant is like another version of that. You know, they talk about, oh, the prime minister, why is he not married? And I would not say at all he's over the hill in this movie. He looks like, you know, south of 40, but um it's a similar thing of oh he's achieved all this success at uh, kind of for a relatively young age but old enough that you're sort of like oh he doesn't have you know a family or anything yet and then um no surprise you know he does meet someone at work because that's like all he does. So that was your other favorite line. So the the line yeah, here to summarize is we have the young prime minister. Yeah. What about you, Helia? Oh, I was gonna go over this line this storyline. Um oh. Yeah, just with the Prime Minister real quick and then we'll talk about mine. Oh it's so good. It's is so good. He he um almost it seems right away he falls in love with Natalie this I pers- know, and I think it's probably every woman's, you know, fantasy to be like an every you know, an every woman. Um, you know, just kinda average or, you know, whatever, average job. You know, they make a lot of comments about her her body is, you know, not calling her chubby i know it's ridiculous it's a joke, right she's definitely not chubby
0: no she's not
1: she's, <laughs> she's not at, at all it's like i guess she's chubbier than and like her dad is chubby <laughs> and he was like- she's, okay. not, chubby. she's, she's, she's not, not chubby she's not chubby she's not Knightley but like <laughs> but Karen Knightley was like pretty anorexic then and I say this lovingly because I love Kira Knightley and I know that I have to say I do love Karen her. Knightley in this movie like do not speak ill of Kira Knightley she looks amazing, yeah, she was she's like, amazing. I was
0: wondering if I should look up whether that was true or not whether she really like, no she really disorder. did
1: have she had an eating disorder oh she did yeah um she, in this movie though she's a kid like she just looks naturally I very a pain here yeah, yeah. Um, but then even like the prime minister's assistant, like she's real skinny. Mia's real skinny. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess I like, compared to them. She's not as skinny. But then I'd say like, oh, good, you're healthy. But they keep making they're like, oh, her thighs are like tree trunks. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like everyone who ever talked about her talks about how fat she is, which is just yeah. absurd. I think it's
1: Emma, really Thompson, Emma Thompson makes a joke about how fat she is, and she felt fat all night at the party, and she's definitely not. Dude, no. Emma
0: Thompson wore a fat suit, apparently, for oh, this really? movie, though. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. You know, She doesn't
1: look big.
0: Yeah. No, she
1: just looks like she's wearing well, stars. She just wears these clothes
0: with <laughs> bags. She you. just looks
1: like she's wearing stars. <laughs> are you know, the most flattering things. Um, but anyway, with Natalie, I mean, she just looks so cute, and you can tell how the Prime Minister is just, like, so shocked that people keep calling her fat, and then it's very yeah, cute. So that, yeah, so, yeah. And of course, on cute. topic, you have the President of the United States grope her. Yeah, is, right, so right.
0: So I have that's that's, I think that's really definitely not a fantasy,
1: but, but Hugh Grant, the Hugh Grant character is, like, a fantasy. He's just, like, this awesome, sweet you know, just unassuming, but obviously very successful guy. Like, how could you not fall in love with you, Grant? So cute. What Larissa, what were you gonna say about the, the president? I was
0: just gonna say, I think Billy Bob Thornton as the president was one of my favorite casting choices. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> He was so perfect. We'll we'll definitely talk about that in a bit. Um, I definitely <laughs> have thoughts on casting, but yeah, when <laughs> he comes out of the limo, it's like, oh shit, I forgot Billy Bob Thornton. He is he's, in he's it. just like I really most don't most most know him that well. I think like I've only seen him in one other movie, and that was Bandits with um Kate Blanchett. Like mm-hmm. I haven't I don't really know Billy Bob Thornton that well. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's a really, I think that's a great um, core storyline, too. Like, it does feel like a lot of things center. There's, like, a lot of brain... Yeah, I mean, like, on. in Valentine's Day, you know, there's a lot going on, but, like, the, the probably the main amount of screen time, if you clock the numbers, is, like, Ashton Kutcher's storyline. And I feel like that's Hugh Grant, this movie. Like, he's kind of anchoring it. He's the narrator in the beginning. Um, you're introduced to him very early on. Like, there's some that you're like, oh, this is a storyline? I forgot about these people, you know. Um, I often forget about the stand-ins because they're not shown in the TV versions of the movie because it's like, oh, because of nudity, not PG. Yeah. And I will say, even though they're cute, I think that's probably the one storyline I could kind of do without, like if it's cut from the movie, I'm probably not going to think less of Love Actually. And if I'm watching Love Actually with my parents, it's certainly less awkward. <laughs> they're so
0: cute. Though. I think they are really they're are cute. They they're, like cute the interest- they're cute at the
1: end. I think they're, like, a very interesting kind of form of, like, innocent. They're, like, the most. Right, it's like, mad. how do they get these jobs? Like, how how is this their line of work? I don't, know, of yeah, I never really understood So that. I dated an actor before I met Ricky, and he didn't do the nudity stand-ins, but they do stand Like, he would do stand-ins, so they take, because he's in the actor's guild, they take their measurements and stuff. Yeah. And so, because it's cheaper to hire the stand-ins to come in than have the oh, actors wow. come in. wow. So, if you're in the Actors Guild already, and you can tell them if you're okay doing stand-ins, I'm assuming for nudity. But they do also just other types of stand-ins. Yeah, and it's, I, I feel like it's kind of a joke or it's implied, like, the lead, the real movie stars, the leads, are very shy. Because it's like, oh my gosh, these stand-ins are, like, just working all day. It's like, a, or they probably just come in at the very last second, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, I guess that storyline I thought was very cute because... They're the only one that like has basically no drama around it. Like it's the most yeah. like, innocent pair, I mean, but okay. they meet in like the least innocent, impure circumstance. Well, there's literally no drama. I mean, they chat. They're friendly. He walks her home. They kiss. They go to the play. It. They then, like, it's, it's, like, it's like funny because he's like seeing her naked. He like has touched her breast, but he's still like so nervous to kiss her. And it's like yeah, none of that. it's like everything's kind of happening in reverse. It's very cute. I think it's like in an ironic way. It's just like a very... I thought it was cute. I thought ironic. she pulled off probably the toughest line to say which is earnestly all I want for Christmas is you. And she did it. She pulled it off.
0: She did, yeah. She's, honestly, I think she's like the most underrated like...
1: Oh! movie.
0: The movie. I just think she's like, she's really, really pretty.
1: And she's cute. Like, she's just like very sweet. So my favorite storyline was the one of Jamie Colin. um, Colin Firth's character and um okay. and um what was her name? Ari- Arie- Ariella. Ariella. I think yeah. that's just like really adorable. They met like he's this writer thriller whatever but I just I love their exchanges. I love how it shows that They're love so transcend cute. languages. Yeah, I know multiple couples that have met and fallen in love and not spoken each other's languages. Oh Thank you do? That's impressive. Yeah I mean my parents didn't speak each other's languages. Oh Uh, My mom, like, knew broken Farsi. My dad knew broken Turkish.
0: Wow. Really, like, that's, that's, like, the most romantic story, I think. Yeah, because
1: it's just, like, such a connection. I mean, that's amazing. And just, and I love how they, when they have these exchanges and they're, like, talking to each other, but neither of them, like, understand anything the other one's saying. Like, at all. Like, not remotely. Like, Portuguese, I don't know But then it was funny how often they were saying saying the same thing of like, yeah name a character, or give me the profits, but like slightly different numbers and stuff. I was like, oh my gosh. She was like 50% and he (laughs) was 5%. (laughs) He's jumping in, she goes, I hope this writing is good. And he goes, this writing isn't good. (laughs) Yeah, like sometimes sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's scary how bad the writing is. (laughs) (laughs) but it was cute they were just always on the same wavelength like always yeah and like even when he goes my favorite part of the day is driving in the car with you oh are we going to acknowledge are we going to acknowledge red nose day actually which is the made for tv sequel Mm -hmm. uh of love actually oh okay i you don't have to watch it it's good if you want to like revisit the characters and see what they're up to now like it definitely will make you smile but it was basically something they did as a um fundraiser for something in the uk called red nose day and they all each of them have like a catch-up scene basically and theirs is in a car um, yeah it's really cute and you can even see the first time that she kind of Classroom. from he's trying to talk to her while driving and then he's just like saying nonsense and then she just gives this like really cute smile well, then he's- Yeah. Like, like, he says silence is gold, and I has no idea what he's talking and about. And it's just, like, very <laughs> because his, like, you know, his ex-girlfriend or whatever was just, like, calling him a loser, and this woman clearly, like, thinks he's really endearing. I don't know. Yeah, that, that was one... just, like, my favorite storyline. Nobody, was- nobody plays that role better than Colin Firth. Like, he's so good. He's so cute in it. Well, okay, so those are our favorite storylines, but what about- I think we, we talk about iconic scenes, but what about, yeah. since this is our special Christmas episode, what do you think, which scene do you think, though, like to you really made it a Christmas movie? Because really, these storylines could have taken place not in Christmas time. Oh, I have an answer. Okay. The pageant, the song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I and mean, that is like Christmas throwing up everywhere. <laughs> but but i also thought it was very well done because first of all that girl's amazing like yeah she's like gorgeous she can sing apparently the trivia was that she like they actually had to edit her voice to sound more like a child because she was like too good oh which is crazy but i, had voice I really yeah and i really like you knew that he had a crush on this girl you knew she like ruled the school you're like what is you know what is so great about her she has the mom's name And there's all this mystique and suspense built up. And I love the way they shot it where you can't really see her. And she's just kind of in the dark. And she's the only one singing. And then it just opens up into this big pageant. And I just thought that scene was, like, really well done. And I did go to Catholic school and had a Christmas pageant every year. And, I mean, uh, you know, Our Lady of Mercy Scrennage, like, we could never. But, you know, they did a good job. And uh, it kind of gave me memories of that. Oh, yeah that's yeah. a great one that's a good so but you think that's also like an icon when you think of this movie it's what you put it as one of the iconic scenes too that and the sign scene like you know kind of the way some girls have kind of lifted from Grey's anatomy and been like you're my person to their best friend people say to me you are perfect all the time like that is definitely a quote and people have definitely stolen the sign thing the sign thing yeah the that's was a thing. so done which is funny because andrew lincoln apparently i just read this the trivia before the movie oh, uh, really? Do the sign thing. What's he that? Wasn't, he wasn't the first person to do the sign thing. It's above. Oh, Dylan. I didn't know that either. That shit, what's it's, the an, it's an above Dylan video. Oh. He doesn't Oh. On. Yeah. So he the actor himself was like, I don't know if I should do this. Like he didn't like the signs because he felt like it was a little stalkery, like the whole scene was. So it's like, yeah, I guess that's yeah. the point though. Like he's kept it all inside for so long. Oh, that reminds me, I know what I was gonna ask you guys. What did you think of her kissing him?
0: Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that,
1: too, actually. Yeah, do you think... We need to talk about that. Yeah, do you think this was the beginning of an affair? Because he walks away and says, like, all right, that's enough now. Or do you think, like, he'll stand true by that and he'll just, like, love her from afar? I didn't think it was the beginning of an affair. I just was wondering what you guys thought, like, her motivations were. Like, why did she do that? Yeah. I don't know. I uh. I, I didn't... I definitely... (laughs) Because, like, do you think it was the right move? I'm not, I don't, I don't know. know. So, I, I'm having a hard time saying no. Really? I know I should say no. That was, like, I mean, she's been married, married like a week. Yeah, and that guy's has done nothing wrong. I just, I don't want to say that she did nothing wrong, but she did. I don't know, because it's at the same time, like, this guy just, like, poured his heart out, isn't even asking anything of her. And this whole time she thought he hated her. And, like, it's her, like, he made, like, the way he's, like, and he tells her, he's like, it's a self-preservation thing. Right, which and you can kind of see. Like, I, that actually was very plausible to me, as was the British women accent storyline. I was, like, that is definitely true. Um <laughs> but no, I could be a six, and if he has a British accent, there will be women all over him. Yeah, but, she, uh, but what like, think? I think going up and giving him a kiss is kind of, like, she's not, I mean, there isn't tongue involved, first of all. Okay, but I it's think a pretty romantic. It's kiss, a romantic, I would say yeah, that. yeah, right. I think she's just saying like I see you. Like she's like I see you. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Larissa? I, I think guess, it's okay. To, I think it was okay. For her. I definitely Kelly <laughs> is a kiss like, apologist.
0: I definitely feel like. Even though he said that's enough, I feel like that's definitely not the way a crush ends. That's the way an affair begins. Mm. <laughs> like, you can imagine under any circumstances that you just got married to presumably the love of your life. Right. And later, you kiss his best friend for any reason.
1: Right. Right.
0: It's just like, that's not the end of that story.
1: Interesting. I, uh, I have a different take, I think. Although I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I, I feel like it, it is, I agree, it's a romantic kiss. It's kind of like, why would you do this? But I, it doesn't feel like totally she's reciprocating. It feels like, almost like she's indulging him a little bit. Like she kind of like straightens his collar and it's just like, you know, there you go. Like it's just, I don't know. There's a little bit of a finality to it to me. And just, she, like, runs off. Like, she does not spend any more time kind of lingering with him. I I agree with that. I think there was more of a finality to it. Um, And then he says to himself, enough, enough now. And it's almost like he's trying to convince himself, like, I need to get over this crush.
0: Yeah. yeah, but imagine, like, the next time, and it's, you know, it's weird, because they showed the three of them together at the end of the movie, but it was hard to tell what was going on with their relationship.
1: Yes, I had the same
0: thought! I, I feel like the husband has no idea what happened, but I'm not convinced that it was the end of, like, Keira Knightley and what's his
1: name. Wow. because I didn't think, when she found out, I felt like she was stunned. I didn't think she was like, oh, I like him too. She was just like, oh, I didn't realize you felt this about me, like, yeah, and his friend even says it, like, her husband says to her, he's like, I know, like, you're not her fan, like, everyone just seems to think, everyone that that thinks that he hates her. her, yeah, and, like, he's very cold towards her, and I think she's very, like, conscious of that fact, and she goes, like, I'm a nice person, and then, but can, can you relate to, like, I kind of understand, though, being cold to someone that you you know you shouldn't like. Like, I kind of understand yeah. his impulse. But yeah, that I understand his impulse, too. Yeah, because it's like, you don't even want to go there. It is your best friend's girlfriend, now wife. And he even does something really special art. for them for their wedding day. And then when, so he's an artist and he like makes that video and then I was saying like when we're watching I was like he really to see her like she sees herself through his eyes and it's like a very genuine love like it's not like I want to have an affair and just bang you it's like a like he really just sees her and I feel like when she kisses him it's like her more respecting him and like and like I said, she's not like alarmed or like creeped out by the movie. She's just like, oh. And then she like, when she's reading the signs and she laughs and it's like, I think it's a little bit of a heartbreak at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think her heart breaks for him. Um, and I think she just kind of wants to give him a little bit of, I wouldn't say, it's not hope, but just a little bit like a, like, I see you. Yeah, the video is, like, such a deliciously awkward scene, because it's, like, yeah. It's so, I weird. think it's, it's so not, funny. it's and not very really when she goes, like, oh, I'm so pretty. Like, <laughs> she does. I look, I look you're, you're, you're you're nightly. of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, speaking of good reveals, every time I see this movie, and she, you, they cut to the bride, it's, like, who's the bride? And she's going down the aisle in that crazy, like, fluffy like angel thing i'm like oh my god she is a beautiful bride like she looks so good she really looks so good as a blonde so so i don't understand her being like oh this is pretty and then she's like oh they're all of me and he's like yeah and then she's like and you just get slowly dawn on her slowly dawn like you know i love my mom but she does like to narrate um things (laughs) (laughs) So I think like one of the first few times, or maybe the first time we watched it, and that scene comes on, my mom's like, "See, now she's realizing." Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge Kara Knightley fan. I yeah, be- and if honestly, if you are Karen Knightley, like, how shocked can you be? The problem was he threw off the scent so much because he so, was so mean to her. Like, and just hurt. She, she does also look so young in it. She does. Like she's very young. She does still even look younger than her husband. I have the impression she's like a very in. And she goes, "Oh, I can't really pick good pies. You can tell, like." Right. I was thinking. So the pie scene is funny too. I also like when you know she's like, "Oh, do you have our wedding video?" And he said, "No, I I couldn't. I had a real search for it when you called. I couldn't find it." And she said, "Mark and Juliet wedding video. Do you think we might be on the right track?" (laughs) we busted well, so it was when we were talking about how like our favorite lines have changed as we've gone older yeah um, I think when definitely when I first watched it I was like all for the Kieran nightly line and I was like so upset that she didn't end up with him because mm-hmm. he's so cute and I just like definitely like I was like whatever marriage <laughs> because, like a dumb 20 year old but then this time, it just, like, I still, I watched it, and I still, like, love that scene, and I think it's so yes. one of my favorite lines, or one of my favorite storylines, but, like, my, I felt, I, I felt a little more at peace with mm-hmm. the way it ended, and maybe that's because, like, I'm gonna be getting married in the next year, so I was, like, now, that, now I'm saying, like, you know, I'm not sorry. Hey, You're, you like, someone know. better not show up with signs <laughs> for Ricky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you also know, the other, the other thing about this line that definitely caught my attention more this time. Yes. Was, was did that seem like an oddly casual wedding for you guys? No, it seemed nice. It was like a morning. <laughs> it was, was, so it was, it was like. It's a wedding
0: ceremony. She had on a boat at the end of it.
1: I okay, well we didn't see the Yeah, the ride but... the ride-off write- seemed pretty luxe. Well that, that seemed like a surprise, but it's like she doesn't really have a wedding party. Her dress is like the reception was pretty cheesy. The she had, was... a DJ. she had a DJ. How bad the, the DJ, DJ is. Bad. Yeah, the DJ was the- bad. And then the caterers, like who the fuck is this, Colin? Wait, okay, that reminds me, hell yeah, Good surprise or bad surprise if we had a band come? Oh my god, that'd be well, such a good surprise! Yes, nice. I love that I part. Love I would like it. Yeah. I also love surprise. We just love. Oh, I like uh, fantasy that wanted to do a wedding. I might be less attuned to it because I'm not planning a wedding, but I, I didn't notice anything cheap about the wedding, other than yeah, it was a bad DJ. Well, they talk about the bad DJ, but like the reception hall seemed cheesy. But also, like, like apparently they like live around the corner from the church. Right. It's a really nice church. It's though. a really it's nice, a nice church. church. And I mean, I think like, 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 isn't, is yeah. isn't the expensive. part. Venue isn't the expensive part, especially if that's a church that they already go to. Like Wait. They, they, like a hundred bucks to the person officiating. This this is like a little bit of a tangent, but I have to say something I just thought of. Do you think there's any significance to her name being Juliet? Because if you're a Shakespeare fan, star-crossed lovers, and there's this whole thing where he talks to her, and she's on a balcony, and she you know she's like higher above him, and that is kind of how they are when she's like on the oh. stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Maybe that was all intentional, like that name. Because everyone else's name is kind of random or bad. It's like very uh, like British names. There, there's that classics. There's a Shakespeare File. Shakespeare File. I love it. Um, Maybe. Yeah, that That's is a good storyline. You were reading too much into it, but I like it. I don't know. I stand by that. I thought their wedding was a little cheap looking. <laughs> like it just like they took some like twinkle lights from christmas and like <laughs> wrapped it over it well it's probably also not do you, think, do you think it's cheaper to get married like when they, like right before christmas or more expensive it's definitely cheaper in the winter okay so, that, so that's probably part of it In the winter and it's cheaper on a sunday and they have kind of like a cozy yep. little place like it's implied yeah. it's not like a big you know it's like a row house also like it, it just like it starts and she comes out so that's how like they probably didn't have the venue the church for too long. <laughs> but-
0: had
1: a limited time. I mean, think they, the, they didn't have the movie for too long. It couldn't show the whole thing. The I'm sure they could figure out a way for them to show. the like, the a, like Mark's like, wedding in the dark? A, a time lapse. It's just like the music plays and she pops out. It's like, hello, and I'm like, oh. A
0: time lapse? Like everything like fast forwarded?
1: Well, it's like, yeah. it's, you know, like, you know you, you, they, they definitely have shown, like you can, you've seen movies with a wedding and you know there's a wedding party and it's not like, <laughs> hello, bride. Well, he's in the wedding party he's the best man well i think he just
0: shows up since too. there's so much going on in the movie they probably had to like focus it so that you knew which characters to pay attention to
1: yeah you you have to focus like a laser and if you notice it's like the only people in the orbit like yes who grant does have you know security and assistant and stuff you know pe- speaking parts but for the most part it's like you know, I was thinking about this, you know, with the Bechdel test, it's, like, nobody has friends in this movie, other than the singer and the manager. Like, it's either a couple, a love triangle, or, like, you I know, very, very know. close friends, but there's no, like, tertiary, you know, you're one of the main characters, or you're wallpaper. Well, well
0: there's, well, Chris, no, not Chris, who, Colin has is friends with that guy who keeps trying to convince Oh, him. yeah,
1: I wish that guy was in it more, I actually like him. Wasn't he the porn director? Or no, he was. Yeah I, think he was the, yeah, I think he was the director. I think he was
0: not directing porn. I'm kind sorry. Of, no,
1: it's kind of implied. <laughs> like what you would call that? are <laughs> still <laughs> paying their dues. He's probably like a PA. Yeah, like he's an assistant to them. Yeah, he's probably like a PA or someone, you know, he has a, he, like, or Mike's them, I don't know. Like, yeah, and I think thing I, is he's a friend, and I think Emma Thompson, Emma she, Thompson she's friends and with the, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson friends, yeah. yeah, but like they're both pretty big in their own, I mean the only person I would say is like truly a, a character, but not really part of anything, but like also part of a lot, uh, is the guy, the, I don't know his name, but the shop clerk. Oh. And I guess we'll talk about him later, but I have a couple theories about him. The shop clerk? The yeah. one with the necklace? Yeah. Oh my god. Best. That scene That cracks painful me up. Funny, I, I can't. I fast forward. I can't. How do you I can't. fast forward, you fast forward <laughs> that scene? Hey, that's like the best oh, oh. scene. It is the same reason I would like to fast-forward my life when I'm playing Duck, Duck, Goose. It is so stressful. It is so unbelievably stressful. Like when you're playing Duck Duck, 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 Goose, she wants to fast-forward <laughs> through I her know, life. I just want to, just pick me and let me run around the circle and get it over with. Like, I just, I don't want the waiting for the gun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, she, so, when- yeah, That scene stresses me out. Christmas, what's the iconic Christmas ep- scene? For me, it's that, the scene with the clerk really yeah where it's like every and time it definitely I captures home, my holiday shopping stress yeah and it's like he's tr- and he's like you put in all this effort to like wrap this thing and it's like yeah. and the necklace also wasn't that pretty the wrapping i like, know can we awesome. agree on that like i'm my birthstone is a ruby so maybe like for someone born in july it would be a good pick but i was like really that was the probably the, really like, the problem maybe it was supposed to not be pretty though maybe it was like oh alan rickman wouldn't have good taste yeah I he probably know. wouldn't to be fair yeah
0: he never bought emma thompson jewelry
1: yeah i mean so I, don't you know, clearly, I like i can only what, what world emma thompson thinks that's for her like it just didn't seem like her style at all i don't know man but that scene with the clerk and he pulls out the lavender and then he like puts it in a bag he goes <laughs> yeah, this isn't, there, is candy just any bag. This isn't is there like coffee or something? Yeah. it's so over the top oh my gosh <laughs> Secret. And then he pulls out the Christmas box and the glove and the holly. Yeah, it's like, you literally are getting either no gift wrap or the 40-piece enchilada. You know, it's <laughs> he, goes, what's, he goes, what's that? He goes, cinnamon sticks. Duh. It's, like, like, obvious, cinnamon. yeah. <laughs> that's so funny that that's your go-to Christmas scene. That's my that one, and I, I um... I really like that. I don't know, it just that kind of, when you're just stress shopping and it kind of it did give me also the urge to go to the mall and me too a little bit actually weirdly enough because I'm <laughs> I don't like the mall but it's like now I miss everything um Lars do you have a iconic Christmas scene um I mean I was gonna
0: kind of say the gift wrapping one but since you've already oh. said this, I think I think really it's just like all the um Christmas parties like the office party and like the mm, family parties these. Because I think, I definitely think of Christmas as being like a time with a lot of social events. So that, that I think makes it different from like the rest of the year, from like some other kind of, Mm -hmm. that's what made it kind of seem especially Christmassy for me. Yeah,
1: that's what made it so the movie couldn't necessarily take place in like May. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, and that's something I really do miss about this year with Christmas is the Christmas I party. I know, just my work party, but then also I always have my own Christmas party, like I have like a Christmas party game night, that's not happening obviously this year, and then my neighbors always have a Christmas party Christmas Eve, and that's so much fun. That's hard. Yeah. Um, so before we go on to characters, do you, you already talked about the song and the pageant, but do you have any other um, best use of song? I mean, I love Christmas is all around us. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the whole recording scene. But I, this is gonna sound weird. I thought the score was really good. I, I don't usually notice oh, that. Oh, I until. love the score. I really... Yeah. Score. I actually wrote... down. Yeah. Um, it you really... Know? I feel like the
0: score really reflects a lot of their kind of, like, facial expressions and, like... Yeah!
1: Ref- like, when he's proposing to Aurelia, the music is, like, the third character. It's so good in that scene. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When, um... I, don't, I felt when Karen Knightley discovers the video, and then what's his name? Mark runs out. I don't even remember his name. Um, Mark runs yeah. out of the apartment. Yeah. Um, and the song that plays the Dido song, even though I couldn't actually remember, like it wasn't oh, like, oh, yeah. this is it's like so well done. I forgot about that song that is Dido. And it's so, it's just like such a very good use of this like very heartfelt song like here with me. And I don't know, that it just kind of made my heart swell and I just like randomly wanted to start crying and I just felt yeah, so totally, bad. totally, that. forgot about that song. But yeah, and then definitely not a top moment, but I forgot about the song and then they played it when Colin is hooking up with the girls after the bar and they're- Oh, having I love them. that song. Going, right? Wherever yeah. you'll go. That's a good song. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, they just, the way they put, the way they place these songs, like, the perfect moments, and. You can tell Richard Curtis is a music fan, because we love yeah. the music in Notting Hill, too. Yeah, they did, he did such a good job with that, and. Yeah. Even, it wasn't even necessarily, like, I didn't remember, these aren't things I remembered from when I last watched the movie, but this time, I'm like. Uh, yeah, really I think nice I did have the I soundtrack. Together. Yeah, I think at one point growing up, I, I did have the soundtrack. That was like, I mean, it was very generous, but that was like my parents. You'd see a movie and they'd be like, Oh, here's the soundtrack. So, like, my CDs were like 99% soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like all my CDs are soundtracks. Um, but yeah, like, I, I feel like I rediscovered, I feel like I didn't remember mo- most of the music. Yeah, I, I don't know if they necessarily intended for those to be like, actually, shout out to the background <laughs> singers. I mean, Unsung Heroes, I guess we'll talk about, and I just thought of this. But the background singers were really good in the, in the opening scene. I was they're like, oh, they're nice. on point. Yeah, like, it's stupid, but they're doing a good job with it. And it reminds me a little bit of the background singers in the, um, the Taylor Swift Christmas tree song. Or, like, she came up with the Christmas song last year. And she also uh, recorded it in England. So the sing- background singers have a little bit of a British accent. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, like, sometimes the best part of those kinds of songs. Like, just really good backups. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't know if um, the creators of the movie necessarily intended for these songs, like, to become the the one, they probably didn't, actually, because they yeah. had songs, but. Yeah, and all Christmas is you. I mean, it is a huge Christmas song, but it's also in the movie more than I remembered. Like, it's playing in the hall, yeah. like, it's playing throughout the movie. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really end up picking that as best use of song. I ended up picking that that scene where mark runs out because yeah it really made me it really helped me connect with him and feel for him and kind of feel that heartbreak yeah no that's a good that's a good choice cuz i forgot about it but it was like definitely a really good song for that and i one. think the same with the bar scene where he's with those girls and it's like this trap like i don't know that the just like the context of listening to that song and then seeing that like the yeah. excitement of new, like adventure and like how love is an adventure and you never yes. know who you're going to come across or who you're going to pick up. And yes. I, don't, I also associate that feeling of adventure with that song. So again, I don't, maybe that was intentional to choose those songs as as like, but I don't think they ever thought that they'd be contenders for best use, especially because <laughs> it's a Christmas movie and neither of those are Christmas songs. And they no, actually all Christmas songs for this movie and bit. they use the popular all I want for Christmas is you song. Right. So I feel like I'm committing blasphemy by not listing either one of those two as best use of songs. Okay. I listed both of them. Okay, I listed both know? the Christmas songs, so we covered our bases. All right, that. well, that's good. I, I did feel a little bad not choosing either one of those, but I just, I don't know. It was just like, okay. No, now please. that we're talking about it, a lot of good musical moments in this movie. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that
0: neither of you said uh, both sides now by Joni Mitchell.
1: And I know. Uh, yeah. That's that that really my number one. I know. I just, I, uh, sad. Yeah. I think it's just, I don't know enough, Johnny Mitchell. Like, I was just like, oh, I hope, I, I'm assuming they're playing Johnny Mitchell right now, yeah. considering that
0: that was. Right. A the lyrics are also, like, really spot on for that really?
1: scene. Yeah. <laughs> was something. something about, like, sandcastles in the sky or something just because you're sad? Like, it's just very, like, whoa. Well, well, Larissa, Larissa was saying the lyric. What, what, so what's the song about the lyrics, both sides the lyrics are I've looked
0: at love from both sides now so it's kind of about someone who realized mm-hmm. that like they thought that they knew what love was about and they are looking at it from like a completely different perspective
1: oh. who hasn't been it's, there I mean that's it's, really it's music. compared to like
0: you know changing clouds and just like you don't you never really know what they are because they don't really have a shape they're just always changing
1: yeah that's really good really sad yeah jo- I mean John the use of Joni Mitchell just generally in this was was really well yeah done. and it was yeah. you could
0: know that it was like I think w- what else is great about that song is you know that Emma Thompson's character knows that song really well but I think now like kind of hearing it again at this particular scene in her life she's realizing like she didn't even really know that song at all like now mm-hmm. she's kind of
1: like exploring- uh-huh whole new way and she does reference that Joni, like when her husband's teasing her about Joni mitchell she goes "Joni mitchell's the reason that your cold british wife <laughs> has feelings yeah 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 it is it is a weird thing where she's almost like either jer- picking up new meaning from it or like hearing it for the first time again even though she is obviously this fan like i really like that that's like an interesting take on it um all right so let's move on to character so there's a slew of characters here like we have this cast is star like star studded it's stuffed we gotta we gotta like say maybe somehow not have this a two-hour episode how how about like who would we want as our friend if we could only have one friend and we could only date one person really quick so for me, whenever people would make their appearance, I would just like have these reactions, but I'm not so good with words. So I'd li- basically would list them and then put in like an emoji. <laughs> okay. So Bill Nye, I was so excited to see him. I remembered him being in the movie, of course, um, because he's like one of the first you see. And it was just like really fun because my first introduction to Bill Nye was actually Underworld. Oh, mine was this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it was just like I remember when I first saw him and was like, oh, like he's just such a good actor. He's good in anything he does, and he's yes, just, he's like, good in about time. Larissa and I were talking about how his like arm movements, like when he talks about loving his <laughs> oh, friends, his, his physicality as an actor is unparalleled.
0: Exactly. He's <laughs> so just
1: with the smirk and the shrug when he's like, yeah, I know this is crap. Like just he's so funny. He's a Good physical comedian. Very animated. The other, yeah. the other, like I actually think one of the actors. That may not have been a star just yet was um was one of the body doubles the man what's his, oh. oh yeah what's his name oh he was jim in the british version of the office yeah that's, that's his claim to fame he, i don't know his today, name i think he's um, the <laughs> hobbit he's he's in oh the is film. he i yeah. didn't he's, see he's, the hobbit i think I since then he's been in a lot more things but i don't think he was necessarily
0: like did you see that famous guy. did you see the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy because he and bill nighy were both in that too oh really yeah
1: he's also in um he's in Fargo um he's not British in Fargo um he's actually plays like someone who's a little bit of a um sociopath in it so it's kind of cool seeing him in this like very sensitive role so it's kind of he also I decided that man doesn't age (laughs) Um, because he looks exactly the same that's hilarious he does look very useful they both do and then of course when I saw Kira Knightley my heart swelled because I love her forever she, I don't think she was big yet either. I didn't think she, she was not high. big until Atonement or Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. Pirates, she got big. Atonement is like one of my most favorite movies. She's phenomenal in it. And it oh my God. If so you like James good. McAvoy, Penelope, we have to do that. Oh my gosh. So, oh, Penelope's very cute. Yeah, it's cute. Um, uh, yeah, I think Karen Eilish was like cheap at this point. She was yeah, 18. That's and she true.
0: had been only been in one movie before this.
1: Whoa. She's good, though. One. You wouldn't know that she's that green. She's so cute. I remember
0: reading that she was telling Richard Curtis that like her next movie was going to be this pirate movie and she it probably wouldn't be very good but at least it would be fun.
1: That's so (laughs) so funny. I didn't realize I didn't realize that was her next movie but I think Pirates was like 2004. Oh my gosh. Well this is how young she is and she's also talked about this before in interviews like she just says like she has notoriously bad skin to the point where if she signs on to a movie like their editing budget is gonna increase because they're gonna have to digitally do something like her acne is like yeah, that's why she was wearing that and that's why she was wearing that hat in that scene she developed a huge pimple the night before the scene the 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 hat hat. she
0: was wearing in that one scene was because she had a zit on her forehead (laughs) (laughs) yes it's
1: like oh i know you're in love with me and you're obsessed with me and i'm gonna watch this video but i have this huge zit on my forehead (laughs) so 17 (laughs) like so she's like literally i developed a huge zit the night before we filmed that scene and that's why they threw that hat on me that's mm-hmm. so cool. not, not king arthur movie and something she talked about in one interview was how because she's like very notoriously flat-chested that they showed some of the posters and they edited boobs onto her and she said <laughs> it was like so <laughs> ridiculous she was like they gave her like bees. That's Like that's why celebrities always say you can't compare yourself to me on a movie poster because i have lighting and i have help and i have like even things God can't do, you know, like, like CGI boobs. She said it was the most ridiculous thing ever. I mean, she's very flat-chested. Yeah, and I'm not surprised. Was... I mean, they they probably add, you know, hair. They give people extensions. Why wouldn't they do that? They <laughs> she do. is very well, I, she I is very skinny, you know. Her. And Laura Linney's character, like this, I think they're both phenomenal actresses. They hit such a wide range. And this- <laughs> Laura Linney is such a quietly good actress. Like she's she doesn't so- do much, and she's like conveys so much just with her facial expression. I feel like this movie. My only critique of this movie, and it's uh, probably just due to the the nature of it, like just scratches the surface of their like their ability to act and Karen Knightley like she was young at the time and she I think her character would just be cute but like and she, she wasn't given you know, as much people. to do as Laura Lenny. like Karen Knightley is mostly just reacting to the yeah know, the I mean Karen Knightley a lot of people don't know this movie but uh, it's called Domino she plays like this bounty hunter and she really gets into this like dark role um but she really can also not just play this like very cute reactive um woman she can also play these like darker um very torn possibly drug abusing people um and also with laura linney like she's this very innocent and definitely like torn woman in this movie mm-hmm. but i don't know if you've seen her in ozark like that woman can act i haven't seen either of them. oh my gosh her her in ozark she's like a power woman in it like the stuff she does for her family and just really like oh i think i know what her first role was she invented like Beckham. Yes. yes oh Karen knightley wasn't Bend. At, like, yes she yeah. was so cute baby Karen knightley she was very mm-hmm. young um yeah she's so she's in Bend at like beckham but i think that was just like a very innocent little thing
0: um uh, yeah she's like the
1: anymore, friend. my yeah my only thing at the critic of this movie is honestly they just didn't give Karen knightley i'll excuse because she was young but with laura lenny like her acting ability and we we do get a good glimpse of it in this but you really see you she she's so incredibly talented and you she i feel really like Ozark. Is. if you if you really are doubting lauren Lenny's ability to act or this is the only context you know her in first of all how dare you <laughs> what what get your head out of your ass this is and you get your head out this is of your ass nanny diaries ozark because there. she is amazing in ozark she like carries the show um her and Jason Bateman together amazing Laura Lenny's incredible Laura Lenny's incredible and if you doubt that how dare you and then my other reaction with the cast was just when Billy Bob Thorne came out of the limo as American president I was like oh my god I completely forgot he played the president <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys know him from because I feel like I don't really know him that well
0: He's in a bunch
1: of things. He's, I, don't,
0: um, I don't know what I know him from, honestly. I he's just in Bad Santa. Speaking like of the- holiday
1: movies, he's in Bad Santa. Oh, I haven't seen that one. He's in Bad Santa. He's in, um, yeah, Bandits.
0: Honestly, Bandits I just videos. kind of
1: also knew him as, um, he was dating Angelina Jolie for a while. I think that's, I hate to say it, but that, that's how I know him. And they carried someone. around, like, vials of each other's blood or something. Right, they were just, like, weird. They were, like, one of those odd couples. Yeah, um, I think he can be. And he's awesome. very obviously playing, you know, like a George W. Yeah, but more handsome. Yeah, well, I just, like the Texan. While we're,
0: accent. while we're on the topic of his character, I just want to point out that I think one of the funniest scenes, funniest lines of the movie, was when um, they're having like a meeting, and he says something like, uh, "Well, the last administration made it perfectly clear, and we have to be consistent with their policies." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, because that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like amazing how a creepy U.S. president is like still so ap- applicable now. Oh yeah, it was applicable. They've always, they've always kind of been, been, always been Always, been kind of last of vicious. Yeah, because you know the true predators in our society are old white men. So. Even though that's literally all the male leads in this. That's movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry but, not sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah I you probably could do a little bit better in terms of diversity. That would be like one of my nitpicks. Yeah. yeah but um, so what so I mean I just have and then my fi- finally the other reaction I had just as these stars started revealing themselves is when Alan Brickman made his first appearance my heart just like exploded and I wanted to cry forever. <laughs> like I just can't I can't handle it. Like is, his, that, are, is that because you're a Harry Potter super fan? Because people are like obsessed with him, and I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't it was from it. Harry Potter. He like I think his death also just came on really sudden. It did. I think he he died of cancer, right? He died of cancer. He didn't tell anyone. It came. It happened right after um, Bowie died. And, and, and he's, he's that, just he's iconic as Snape. Like he's so good. He's in some of those perfect things. as Snape. And but he was also in another movie with um. I think with Emma Thompson as well. He was I in, I think he's in and Sense and Sensibility. and Sensibility. He was also in Sense it was, and Sensibility. So was Hugh Grant, wasn't he? I've never seen Sense and Sensibility, but I, I've seen the cover. I thought Hugh Grant was in it too. <laughs> Maybe. I've seen the movie poster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I've seen he's it in Blockbuster, not, you know, just around. A bunch of like British movies. Um, yeah, not a big Jane Austen person. I'm really surprised by that. But yeah, I mean, Alan Rickman, I just like, I think next to him while I was taking notes on my phone, I just put like, I'm um, like, the, the crying emoji like on repeat next to his name that was my immediate reaction was um just Alan Rickman and I don't know I just I still feel strongly about him and I maybe I'm in denial of him passing but I'd like just watching it and it was easy to forget that we'll no longer see him on the big screen as something new you know
0: a cameo that I really appreciated <laughs> which one um did you know that Claudia Schiffer pops up at the end yeah! <laughs> every every time I watch this movie with somebody, they don't they don't that like they don't recognize her. I don't know who she is. She was like a she's supermodel. A very
1: famous, I think she's German, German supermodel.
0: It's just funny because like um, Liam Neeson keeps like joking about her throughout the whole movie. He's like, "I'll be single forever unless
1: right unless I meet Claudia forever. Schiffer, and the only person I'm allowed to bring as my date to the funeral is Claudia Schiffer." Like it's a whole joke, and then it's like this mom quote unquote who looks exactly like because she is yeah <laughs> if you know who she is it's like a very funny joke but I think my mom had to tell me I don't think I knew who she yeah, was yeah I I think that joke went over my head mm-hmm.
0: most people I've watched this movie with many people now and I think almost nobody recognizes her yeah,
1: it's weird <laughs> I don't know why she's not bigger. Like, like like Christy Turlington do you think or Cindy Crawford like I don't know who they have to do for people to recognize I think models just aren't they used to be like real celebrities and I think they're just that's like not a yeah, celebrity. they're real celebrities unless now. I do unless they're I feel like they do but they're like now. really reality like I feel like it's just, it's more lowbrow. I feel like it used to be like a very glamorous thing to be a model. And now it's like I don't know. Uh, I think it's still pretty glamorous. I feel like unless they yeah. do something else, we're not. I don't not know. Gonna... I just these Victoria's Secret. I'm like, who is like looking up to them? And we only know Chrissy Taken because of her Instagram, her cooking, and oh, her... was she a model? I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, so yeah, her personality. <laughs> her her... I have, right? I'm not plugged in. No, I don't know the same. Well. like Yeah, so well. she was a model. I feel like the only like, person I could name would be like giselle Yeah, like she's
0: just a model, like Gigi Hadid
1: She's a model, she's a model, but I think she's done. I just think of her as like a reality, reality. like hosting like shows and stuff. I feel like to really be a celebrity as a model, you have to do something else too, you know? Yeah, okay, Miranda Kerr, she's a model, right? I don't know,
0: but those
1: are the only ones I can name. Like, I feel like I can't. Maybe they are very famous, but I, I just can't name it. They just they have I feel like they have to do something else too. They can't just Like they have to have a brand or something. Yeah, they have to do yeah. something else. Um Yeah, that is a fun little cameo. So I don't know, were there any actors 'cause that you guys were just especially excited to see in this movie? Mm, I mean I I agree with you, like young Karen Knightley is fun. It's always fun to see people before they were super famous. Yeah um because Hugh Grant and Colin Firth like obviously they're great I love them both it's kind of amazing I've never seen Bridget Jones but you know it's like they're probably both movie stars at this point mm-hmm. the other so the kid that plays Sam the little boy Liam Neeson he's so cute he is mm-hmm. so cute his name's Thomas Brody Sanger Sangster. Sa- what, how do you say it? Sangster. Sangster. How about, like, perfect casting? Like, he's so adorable. So cute. Mm-hmm. He's actually our age. Oh, my God. He's 13, playing a 10-year-old? Yeah, because, well, I mean, it makes sense. He's, like, well, he's, he's so small. He's very small. small. Yeah, he's very, very, he's like an elfin. Like, he's so, yeah. he's so mature a lot um, slower than girls, like, physically and emotionally. Yeah, I can see that but like I feel like boys in my class when I was in eighth grade they didn't look like they were 10 like he was really little he does have that I think they probably dressed him down like made him well look. some some boys did some boys are smaller than other boys <laughs> <laughs> I think he was, just, like, the fr- he was like the line leader he was like the shortest I also because compared to model- Liam Neeson Houston, Liam Neeson's a giant like he looked so tiny compared to Liam speaking of models him. and acting I do know like models for men tend to be on the shorter side and mm-hmm. actors are also shorter Oh really? Yeah, like Robert Downey Jr. is like short. Tom Cruise is short, but but male models also are short. Male models are short, so it's actually like if you're oh tall, that's surprising. If you're tall, it's much difficult to get into acting and modeling because they have to like adjust all the angles and stuff for you. Oh uh, well, that's why the, I think that guy kissing are actually like not six feet. Yeah, I don't think most leading yeah. men are actually six feet. Yeah, married to like, a data model. Feet. Every I have to to mention it in every episode. It's like our our trope. I didn't realize models weren't tall. I'm less surprised by actors not being tall. Yeah, models are also. You can't tell me like Liam Hemsworth's not tall. No, I mean I think they are, but it's just like it's harder for them. It's harder. Uh, that's interesting. And they're not. They're probably not as tall as you would think they are. Well, I think that's a good segue. Who would we date from this cast? We have to pick one person to date from this cast. Oh my god, one. Yeah, you guys have to each pick one. I would, if he would ever get over Kira Knightley, I'd get over, I, I, I'd I love to date Mark. I think he's very cute. Really? Oh my like, god, that's such a hell helly answer. I would not have thought of that. I would have <laughs> definitely, like, picked up, like, the way he feels for I have, I have. I would have, I would have named before I would for have thought Mark. Mark, yeah, I think he's so cute. I love how, like, sensitive he's so sensitive. Okay, fair enough. He's so sensitive and shine, he's an artist. And when they're in the gallery and they're laughing at his art, he goes, It's not a joke, it's yeah, art. Girl, it's, art.
0: <laughs> it's hard for me to believe that anyone could really say that seriously. It's literally a picture yeah,
1: it's of so you know up, like
0: a yeah. w- naked woman's chest with like. Of hats over
1: the nipples. No, is it is not. How
0: can, you, how can you seriously tell someone that exactly, that's not
1: exactly, him? exactly. You guys just don't get Mark's art. <laughs> They're not funny. They're just so so, that's how he says it. That's how he says it. Stop picking on my man Mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a sensitive soul. It's a lot of feelings. How do you, <laughs> you know he just like doesn't wanna like he just maybe the paintings are just about how nudity plays some role. Oh my role. god, you are so <laughs> all in on Mark. I, even, I gave bullshit me. <laughs> you're already, you're already apologizing for him. Right? <laughs> Maybe his whole thing is how Christmas is over-sexualized.
0: By the No, princess. I think it's <laughs>
1: just, like, I think it's just like Santa hats on nipples. Like, I don't think it's like... There was one that was really funny where it was like a bunch of butts and then you yeah, like the standing in a row <laughs> over the crack. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, I'm wondering what kind, of, like how well he does. Well, Mark is single, so, you know. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be like the second. Like, I, I'd want to know that. You'd want Mark, but Mark would have to want you as
0: Juliet. He's yeah. never, never going to move on from Juliet.
1: You guys think?
0: Unless he was, like, being really serious when he said it was enough, but I agree with you, Mary, that he sounded like he was trying to convince himself. Yeah.
1: Um, he is yeah. Mad. I think if once he meets the right person. Oh, God, though, he's so young and cute. I hope he moves on. Sorry. Oh, there's like a, Um... What are you talking to? He,
0: he specifically said, my wasted heart will love you until you look <laughs> like this, and then showed her
1: a picture of a corpse, so... Alright, alright. <laughs> That's a that's a pretty binding. I don't know. I just I think that if he was to get over Julie, I think he's very sweet. It's the kind of guy I go for, sensitive and thoughtful. Okay. Okay. And I think the sign thing is really cute. Even if it's not an original, one of my secret wishes is that a guy did the sign things for me. And I remember in high (laughs) school what this well, I don't even remember her name. I don't remember his name this one girl that was in our class in high school larissa and i went to high school together we were in english okay. like she had a proposal, and the guy came over with this Wait, was that a thing when you guys were in high school i feel like proposals weren't big until like right after us oh it was totally a thing it was like yeah. totally was it was oh, was was not people like, didn't do it in my year like not in like that big public way no they did it they like oh God. And so i came over and it was one of his best friends like they weren't dating he asked one of his friends who was a girl prom and he had the signs and he like interrupted our English class word. It very <laughs> cute um our English teacher was really cool and he like yeah he had the signs that is cute it's like one of my secret wishes but I'm like I wish a guy would do the signs for me I or just some kind of a proposal. like that sounds really that'll
0: that'll be um I'm gonna officiate your wedding that way I mean, <laughs> just they're signs. they're just going to say, like, do you, Helia?" Yeah. and then I'm going like, to put it down, and the next sign behind it will be, like, take this man, Ricky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know if we said this, but Larissa is officiating our wedding, so that's exciting. It's a big, yeah. <laughs> multiple reasons why this episode is a big one. It's our first Christmas one, and first Christmas we have one. an actual officiant, and I'm not her first wedding. What? Who was your first? some of my other friends (laughs) (laughs) gosh that's well that's an honor though that's nice yeah I mean when Ricky and I were talking about it or thinking about it um neither of us are religious so and then I you know we're both in scientists and one of the things we really believe in and it's a term I picked up is if we do worship um we worship the altar of truth and Larissa's—I mean—I'm sure our listeners have picked up on it. She's one of the most intelligent people I know. She's amazing with words, and the way she like assesses things is like always blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if anyone else was to like really epitomize like word, like appreciate the value of truth, it would be Larissa. Aww. So we're like, who better to like actually officiate? That's so sweet. Yeah, that's very thoughtful. And, um, and she, I think you also, you know, Rick, I mean, even though you met Ricky through me, um, I know Ricky just like really, um, is comfortable around you. And I feel like I could leave the two of you guys alone to like Aww. hang out. So it felt like it was important for us to have someone that we both had a relationship with. independent.
0: Aww. Oh my gosh. This is so sweet. Aww.
1: My heart is swelling. Oh, <laughs> this is so touching. <laughs> um so yeah all right so you'll use the signs when you officiate yes, the wedding that'll
0: be nice because i won't have to talk because i oh, always get
1: do nervous I, yeah do you guys care. think that anyone has done that that would be interesting like if someone like if like you actually have pulled that off somewhere can you imagine my dad <laughs> <laughs> he might like it he might like it you're like, what's going on? I can't read. Really <laughs> what's happening? I was, I was just imagining. The whole thing with the signs is it has to be silent as. Oh, we you
0: imagine my out. dad dropping the sign, <laughs> which would be really funny actually, because he would what have waste in, waste
1: the waste in the wrong order. Like, I, I think my dad will. Well my dad did the order. Right. obesity. <laughs> Say that again. What if they were out of order? Yeah. <laughs> Like, so, the, I'm not not, not like in the this movie, but like in Parks and Rec, there's a joke about that where she's got her speech cards and they they fall in the ice and she has to pick them up and she's like, "Together as a community, we will work together to defeat child obesity, obese children." <laughs> but I, I'm sure I meant something nicer than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be. Yeah, my dad would definitely do the cards. Out. Maybe maybe don't give them to my dad. <laughs> my mom, my mom can handle that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Who would, who would you guys date? Who would you guys date? Mary's gonna say Um, Hugh Grant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pass. (laughs) How did you know? There's other guys. There's Colin Firth in this movie. How did you know I was gonna say Hugh Grant? I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I could, I just think you appreciate his like the dance like you said you're yes. the dancing. And that was the scene that made me uncomfortable where I'm like, oh, no, that's it is really awkward. What what is wrong with you guys? It is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do you have against Joy? <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, oh my god, someone's gonna walk in on him. And then of course the stick up her butt character's name is Mary. That's always the way. Marys are always, like, just get in line. Like, just octogenarians. But I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna write to Richard Curtis and make him make his next slutty character. Yes. <laughs> well, okay.
1: Uh, Something about, Mary. about Richard Curtis, apparently he always does. He always has a lame character named Bernard in all of his movies. Like, the, you know, the stockbroker that was not successful, in Notting Hill. And then, oh, my horrid son, Bernie, Eva Thompson's character. Apparently, the reason for that, I read In Love Actually was is because in college his girlfriend left him for a guy named bernard oh He's like has a dissed guy named bernard all that's movies. so funny but, yeah it's oh, like God. oh you're not going on to anything richard curtis <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so interesting oh i know That was one piece of trivia most of the trivia i had like heard before because i do love this movie but that was one trivia i read tonight i was like oh i'd never read that well mary i think also, yeah, I don't so need, I need to talk. Grant's you know? character would be very cute. And I can see how you would appreciate his, like, nerdy romantic and how he... Wait, oh, I yes. love when he's also trying to find the house. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> okay, that is my favorite. That is maybe my favorite, because I know we have favorite scenes. That's maybe my favorite, like, ten-minute sequence in the entire... Like, there's so many good lines from... Oh, God, it's the longest street in the world. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many houses and then when he's like yeah trying to hit every house before the new year part of a service we're doing and he has that smile again it's just the most charming thing and then when he sings to the kids I always forget I think that they're going to be like oh this sucks because it does and they're just like bopping along like it's so (laughs) cute I love how how do you tell those little girls no you can't (laughs) they're like Uh, like, yeah and then she's like where the F is my f coat like you can see her happening (laughs) If a boy you liked was coming over and you didn't know he was at the bottom of the stairs and you're just (laughs) talking to your family the way you talk, like, in the comfort of your own home... (laughs)
0: She, she, like, shouts that in front of everyone, though, even, like, the very small
1: Yeah, and I like how it's not even a question that they're all going to pageant. Like, they're like, sorry, David, but we're late. And it's like the prime in kind
0: of Yeah, and the mom starts, like, explaining it to him. She's like, it's the first time that all of the school <laughs> is together. Like, he cares about yeah,
1: that. Like, too much detail, mom. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite line, though, in the entire, that part has to be, you know, I did make him the octopus costume from scratch. Eight is a lot of legs, David. You know? <laughs> I didn't care less. (laughs) Eight is a lot of legs, David. Just iconic. Like, so good. (laughs) Yeah. Can we, wait, did we ever understand why there were all these sea creatures in the nativity play? Christmas. Christmas. Oh, so I thought this was a joke about, because my sisters have been in plays, I've been in plays. They have to create parts (laughs) because there's more, there's more kids than can be in the thing. So (laughs) you'll have (laughs) So it's like the nativity and then you have you know dinosaur number five you know it's like yeah. it really wasn't <laughs> the nativity, isn't it like in a desert yeah but so why, like <laughs> well, why don't they have the a station? bunch of
0: why don't they just have a bunch of sheep not everybody can be a camel
1: <laughs> but it, remi- no. it reminded me of I feel you bad know, if I told a the pod. but it reminded me of so my younger sister was in a musical in middle school called Aladdin Junior which is like you can buy it as a school and they adapt Aladdin into like a junior high version and the genie was singing a song where like all the kids were just coming out in rows and the genie was like it's a musical and then <laughs> they just kept coming out and he was like it's a big musical <laughs> <laughs> There were just so many kids, just as far as the eye could see. It was like, oh, these kids just keep going. Like, how many extras are in this thing? Because it's, like, elementary school and everyone goes out for the play and they're not going to cut anyone. How can you do that? So, yeah, I, th- I just saw it as, like, oh, lobster number two because it's just, they totally run out of parts. All right. Larissa and I are eating Sour Patch Kids while doing this. And I had that to sounds candy good That sounds good. So if you heal it quickly. Oh, that sounds good. I want candy. Um. Yeah. So um, Hugh Grant. Do I even need to explain? Like, no. Like, I've. I've (laughs) He's very cute. So, Larissa, that's that's the question for you. If you could date anyone in that in Love Actually. No, it's really
0: it's really hard to choose. I think because I'm not really sure if any of the guys in this movie are my type. Um.
1: Hmm. I think
0: my my first thought is maybe like Colin Firth's character I was gonna say I'm
1: surprised if none of us say Colin Firth I think He's it's so not cute. it's not that I'm yeah, really into
0: Colin cute. Firth, honestly I think it's more <laughs> that like I kind of relate to Aurelia because I make fun of my boyfriend a lot oh. but really I love him a lot you know they it's a good
1: relationship ever. like it comes from a place of love yeah they're very cute, and like I like how he learns like this language for her. And then when he shows up at his family's house, and he was like, "I'm actually gonna leave," and they go, "I hate Uncle Jamie." Oh my god, I
0: love that part. <laughs> I hate Uncle oh Jamie.
1: God. There's nothing funnier than them. That being said, but in a little kid British accent. Yeah. yeah. I, I, hate hate <laughs> I hate Uncle Jamie. I hate Uncle Jamie. Brother's like all sheepish in the background, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about you. Like you suck." Um, I, yeah. he left the kit. He left the gift. I know, like, what, what a
0: dick, though. Like, w- imagine <laughs> your uncle comes, like, to your party, and you're like, yay, Uncle Jamie's here, and and he and like, no, I'm just gonna go you now. Really he left, left the the
1: not talk anything other than the gifts. Let's be my, right. Yeah, that's
0: okay.
1: Thank you, Helen. My on it was that they just were mad you. Hold on, Mary, we can't hear you. Sorry, I have to put, the, I have to charge my phone. I think they were mad that he took the gifts, um, with him. No, he didn't. He didn't right, he left them. I was paying attention to that. Oh, then I, then he was I'm definitely gonna... empty-handed. All right, Mary disappeared for a second. She has to go charge her phone. She's probably come with us. Um, no, I think they were mad because he just left. Like it was Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and they, he was just like, "Hi, bye." Oh, like that would be weird if someone did that. I mean definitely Colin Firth and Hugh Grant are like the heartthrobs in this. They so they are. Had, they had to get together with their like I and mean, then it sounds like from your trivia they were the original original of the movie. Catched out leads, male
0: leads, yeah. 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 Interesting. Uh,
1: one, answers, one love that we didn't talk about was the love between Liam Neeson and his stepson. That's that's in my top three, I think, of like heartwarming stories. Mm-hmm. Just because I think there's something cute about how he says he's actually a stepson and it was never an issue before, and now there's, like, this weird distance. And he's just such a good dad and cares about him so much. It's just really cute. It's very cute.
0: And, you know, I kind of think out of all of, like, the – couples of like actors that are together i kind of think that liam Neeson and the kid have like the best chemistry
1: yeah. yes they do and have really good chemistry, than, like, which is like, impressive for a it. kid actor because that's hard to do like they're just kind yeah. of reacting he's i i we were, we we're talking about how cute he is and i actually in later movies when he's like you know 17 or whatever i always and i guess i was 17 at the time too like i always thought he was cute i had a little bit of crush on the actor when he got older oh you did and he was he and I definitely thought he was, like, very cute. and. Um, he probably doesn't grow up to very tall, though. He's, in go- he's not tall. <laughs> <laughs> he looks lanky, though. You like him lanky. <laughs> lanky implies tall. Lanky yeah. is, like, tall. How do you know how tall he is? Because I think he may be how well, uh, an actor, just- so he's not going to be tall. Okay. Oh. Knowing that he was not 10 but 13, I think I can confidently say he's, but like, 5. That, no, he didn't reach puberty yet. The guys shoot up. Let's see. Let me see how tall he is. i will look it up. In Godless, <laughs> and godless, he looks tall, but that could be the camera thing. It's Thomas Birdie Sangster? Yeah. Wow, he's 30. Okay, I <laughs> yes, am wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. I'm right. not, you guys, I'm not, cre- I, like, want to say, like, I had a crush on him, not in this movie.
0: You We're could like, have. You're the same. I did not. A shark, also, us. Let's look up Thomas Brodie-Sangster <laughs> height. <laughs> <laughs> this,
1: is, this is like, like the hardest. Yeah, question, I didn't Larissa totally will wrong. understand why our episodes are so long. <laughs> <off. laughs> <laughs> we have had about. so many conversations on how to make these shorter and we can't and you know oh what Nothing gets cut, something... and I wouldn't cut anything. this is embarrassing but one of my talents i don't like actually look up these actors heights but i'm good at like being able to tell just by seeing them in movies so something i did with my roommates just for fun my last the roommates i had last year of uh, school um they would just literally throw out names and i'd say a height and, and they'd the google it and i was i was literally never more than like an inch off Oh my god! Wow. So, how tall do you think Sangster is? Well, I was off for that. I thought he was five eight, and apparently he's five ten. But I'm st- I'm not convinced that's, that's not so you know Mary. padded C P. That's pretty tall, isn't it? No, that's too short for Mary. Oh really? Yeah, they have to be Five eight? No, that five eight is almost my height. No, no, that's too short for you. You wouldn't date a guy less than six feet. No, that's not true. <laughs> five, ten, five ten is more than enough. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm teasing you. No, I'm just, come they on now. i have to be... taking to advantage, the taking of, the advantage of the fact that Larissa doesn't know the heights of people I actually have dated and she has, in fact, met, and they've been 5'10", so... All right.
0: That's you know, okay. I
1: don't think your face is cute enough. Ah, yeah, of course. But he is very cute. I agree they have good chemistry, and I just really like that whole relationship. Yeah, it's very it's like heartwarming and it's like and especially when when he first tells him, Sam first tells um Liam Neeson's character that he's in love and he goes, I know I'm supposed to be thinking about mom. And I but am I'm thinking about this girl and it's right. like such a teenage issue and so Yeah, almost like you think of more of a girl than a boy, honestly, to have this like haunting unrequited crash. I, I wonder though then. When it came out that like she shared the name with the mom. And also with this kid's, like, perception of love, it's like, he's like, you found your one, how do you know? Like, I haven't found mine. Like, he... Oh, yeah, the one thing is... Really like, I know what love is, like, and it's so easy for us to diss the concept of love for, like, a kid, but it's like... Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Who are we to fucking tell a kid that they don't know? Well, here's something kind of weirdly prescient about this movie. Like, Liam Neeson does become widowed at, like, a couple yeah. years later. Yeah. Natasha Richardson gets in that horrible, horrible ski accident and has, um... What a hemorrhage. Okay, yeah. So, like, very, very sad. Um, so I thought that was sort of a weird thing. Weird coincidence. But in terms of the kid and casting, one thing that did come up, somebody who auditioned for this and didn't get that part of the kid and then didn't get a movie role until 15 years later was Joe Alwyn, who is very cute, but he's now Taylor Swift's boyfriend. That's kind of how he's supposed to be. Yeah, so he auditioned for it because he's probably also our age. I think he's twenty three. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, good what for, a for finding, a, finding a new man. <laughs> well, it's also interesting because it's like finding just the strings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she has this song called Invisible String, and it's about all these ways that their lives kind of overlap before they meet. And this isn't in the song, but I'm sure it's something that's come up. You know, Love Actually, as I said, when she was a teenager, was her favorite movie, and then he was like tried out to be in this movie and was not in it. It's just it's a weird coincidence. Oh, that's very cute. And I feel like yeah. this movie is just like a lot of invisible strings. Yes, yes, I would agree. Um, so yeah, I mean, love actually star-filled, cla- star-filled cast, yeah. Um, generally, just I think very well casted for their roles. Like, I yes. think, um, Lars, you were telling me that they wanted a Laura Linney-like character for Laura Linney, mm-hmm. um, and then they got her. So it always confuses me when they're like, oh, we want this sort of character, but then not, it's not yeah. intend to hide, yeah. And this Laura Linney is, is American, so, like, I mean, you know, they'd have to cast someone who's either American or, like, doing Laura Linney in a British accent. Like, I like that they had her keep... I wonder if the
0: character time. wasn't really supposed to be American at first, and they just Interesting.
1: changed it if they couldn't find someone that really fit and they're like ah fuck it let's just actually get Laura Lenny <laughs> maybe she didn't think they could get her for the price for I'm budget. sure she was a pretty big star by this point uh, knowing, knowing what their budget yeah. is now I wonder and, if they just genuinely didn't think that they could get her and wanted yeah. to like set low expectations yeah
0: and like, maybe it wasn't really a big role and it didn't really require like someone who's an
1: amazing actor to do it so. true true I mean she she really did she's one of those people who you just you can give her shit and she'll turn so, wait a her. second how have we not talked about this? what do we think of the laura lenny plotline how it ends oh yeah um, yeah we were we were discussing that so this is actually we talked about when we first saw the movie our impressions and you guys had oh, really yeah. good memories of watching i watched it with like college roommates that probably weren't the best influence um kind of shallow people and i remember their whole takeaway from that was like no she gets gets together with carl like they kind of like Re- wanted to rewrite it and they were just like they- that was their no, she, line. But she very clearly does it because they show him again they make a point of saying yeah. so I felt like kind of opposite of Jamie and Aurelia's line where they can't talk to each other but they're on the same wavelength they like I think just j- really see each other Carl and um is her name Sarah yeah, yeah it is Sarah's character like it seems a little more superficial like she's in love with him but they never talk and then she even like there's a scene early on where they're the last ones in the office and she's doing her makeup and tries to look very pretty yeah Larissa you pointed out like you know they're they're hooking up they've never really talked to each other they don't really know anything like she doesn't know they, about they still don't talk other. I mean they dance I think and then they go to her apartment and then they make out and then it leaves, and then she, like, reveals this thing about her brother, which is not talked about until, like, that moment. Like, you don't know until then who keeps calling her all the time. But it, it's it's hard to watch because you are, like, oh, this, you want she's a nice person. Clearly, you want this kind of wish fulfillment for her to, you know, get the guy or at least hook up with Carlos, uh, I said Carlos, Carl, but... Um, you know, the other side of the coin, you kind of know what he means when he, like, it seems callous when he's like, is it going to make a difference? But you sort of have the same thought. You're like, well, yeah, does she always have to answer the phone? Like, it almost is like, it's as much of a crutch for her as it is for... Yeah, I mean, it is a, It is hurting her, and I'm. I kind of mourn for her too yeah. because was like she's making so many sacrifices it's just making her very isolated like she can't yeah. really have a conversation with anyone at yeah, the same time the like it's not really his place to say anything yet and maybe like if he really True. wanted anything with her like he and i really do believe that when you accept someone in jail, you accept all of it so it's like you yeah. have to accept that this person's also the primary caretaker for this like disabled person Mm-hmm. yeah and all these other things and i feel like a really good and you hear these stories too someone's like kind of reveals to them i have a, i'm the primary caretaker for like a disabled sibling yeah and like, oh can i meet them like when can i meet and they like kind of take part like i think something if carl really cared about her he would have maybe stayed back and like talked with her about it yeah it's definitely it's not, not in a good opening relationship so I feel like almost in a way that my takeaway from it was like that was a really superficial shallow story and the real love was actually the, was between Sarah and her brother. And you kind of see too that later on like Laura Linney who Sarah stops putting on so it doesn't touch up her makeup in the office she's not like when Carl leaves and like says goodnight to her she's like not wearing any makeup and then the next yeah, time, that's she's true her brother it's a weird thing it's almost like the it was like the stars aligned and they they were gonna have this moment but then once it didn't happen it was like the spell was broken and there was no longer anything on either side of what he revealed revealed himself to her that he wasn't gonna stand by her through this yeah i don't know know. it just makes me it still makes me sad i don't know why it's it no it is sad it's a sad
0: story regardless i mean yeah it's it's like it doesn't work out for anyone Who can really take care of her brother? I think that's
1: really right. It is a sad. I think it's it it, it is a sad story, and it's it's always sad when people disappoint. And I think Carl disappointed her. Um, she she you know. She she gave it a chance, and he. Just as much as she didn't have to pick up the phone, he also didn't have to leave. He could have. He didn't have to like just drop it. He could have. But she says, like, oh, of course I'll be right over. Like, and then he starts to get dressed. Like, he's like, okay. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm not busy. Like, if I were him, it's, I can kind of see his side of, like, oh, my God, she's being totally dismissive after, you know, supposedly having a crush on me for three years. Now, that being said... I don't know why it was. Everyone was acting like it was uncommon upon her to make the move. I thought that was like interesting, kind of subversive thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. she, it's kind of that funny moment where it's like everyone knows, yes, Carl knows, yes. So it's like, okay, well, why is and it? Why I, have, I like, had that same exact reaction as the wine and romance. Just used to women throwing themselves at him. I don't know. It wasn't explored further. But I did love. The you know, things go downhill after this. But I did love the cute little moment where she's just like, hold on, like one thing I have to do, and she's just like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> kind of a similar moment with the guy the stand-in after he kisses judy and then he's yeah. just like you know steps yeah. off and that's relatable it's like yeah that's we've all been a very relatable so excited you have to do a little happy dance about something yeah i mean i think that's fair about carl's like reaction like she says i'll be there and stuff yeah, but, he's like, okay, so I'm, like, top liver? Like, it's very... He's, he's not a bad guy from leaving. I'm just saying he disappointed because, like, a really stellar guy but, and, like, a But drops. if you have a crush on someone for three years, they're going to disappoint you because you're just projecting all these ideal fantasies on the guy that you don't really know that well. He's Like they said, my our enigmatic designer, Carl, is like that nobody really knew him that well. So... If you build him up in your mind, of course the reality is going to be disappointing because nobody can live up to that. Um, in that case, do you
0: think it was like necessary for them to like at least try to hook up that one time? Do you think they should have just like not even should have just kind of held on to the fantasy forever?
1: That's a good question. I think it would be in a way it would be like more pure to do that, but I also think it was good that it was explored and it's like now, I mean, hopefully, I don't know if she has yet, she can, like, move on. Yeah, hopefully she can move on, and I'd like I don't, to think I mean, she you will guys, do you think you'll somewhat. see, do you think you'll see Red Nose Day? I don't want to spoil anything for you. Um, yeah, I'd watch it. I didn't know about it. Okay, it. so, I mean, I won't tell you what but the, in the American version, there is an update with her, and it, it's worth seeing. See. Because yeah. I really, I have, I do have hopes where I think she will meet someone who will, take her she's clearly a nice person she's a good person i think like you see this as a good person i feel it is a lot to put on carl to be like like she says i'll be there and she is like very dismissive of him but again like she she dropped the ball he could have picked it up he could have been like hey takes too to let the thing fall apart just so passive about it and that's so that's why i was like you know what maybe like she doesn't she deserves better than this like
0: you know? He might have had a point. I think maybe Mary, you pointed out that he said something like, will it matter if you answer it or not? Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder if maybe he does have some kind of experience with something like this, and maybe he... Because, like, yeah. maybe, like, her answering the phone all the time might not even be what's best for her brother, because he might end up, like, relying on her and not really, like, growing as a person.
1: Yeah, and it's so, it's just so heartbreaking to see, you know, all that she gave up of this potential with Carl, only for the brother to nearly attack her. It's just, yeah. it's such a slap. Yeah, I mean, again, maybe this is, like, I'm strangely playing the optimistic here, optimism here, but then later... Yeah, you are, you're very optimistic this episode. I know, usually I'm not this <laughs> normally I'm, like, the Earth's we're burning the earth that's good i roll with it um but she's like you know later you see them celebrating christmas together and he gives her a hug and like yeah. even yeah, he tries to hit her and she calms him down then he like holds her hand and it's i really mm-hmm. feel that the storyline there isn't necessarily the love that she feels for. that's like a puppy love mm-hmm. i feel like it's like this crush it's not it doesn't really have any substance she's just kind of like he says so long, in love like there's love and then there's like family, and hopefully, you know, family is always going to be in your life. I guess what I'm trying to say is the storyline actually isn't, it's a Carl's the red herring. The real love is the sibling love, right? Like right, father, exactly. He's willing to make friends no, all the time. Yeah. For him. yeah, no, I would agree. That's would. where the love in the story lies. And it's a great
0: example of like, um, love that's like difficult rather than like love, like fantasy love is easy
1: right well alan rickman and uh emma thompson like that's pretty tough stuff and they're still together and it's not perfect but is it love probably probably still something like it i mean love is hard it's definitely, yeah. love actually is quite difficult. They say actually, like, there we go, there's the pessimism. <laughs> it is actually quite difficult. De- lust is easy. There's a lot of lust, and love I think is actually. it's very easy to confuse love and lust, but. I mean, that's Colin's problem, right? Yeah, I mean, no, I think, he insists, no. he insists that's love. I think that's <laughs> one. I and mean, when his little <laughs> finger goes, that's my one. I just want to bite his little finger. It's so cute. Oh my God, that is so cute. You want to bite his finger? <laughs> I don't want to bite him. He's so cute. He's so cute. I, I totally forgot that she has like a stage mom. Like, I thought that was a funny thing to throw in because there definitely are parents like that. When the teacher introduces Joanna and he's like, and then background vocal stylings by her mother, the oh, incomparable you know, whatever her name is. I was just like, oh my gosh, it's so like funny. Did the mom, like, have a moment where they like sing to each famous...
0: other? It's cute. Is she supposed to be, like, a famous singer or something? Does he say something about
1: how she's, like,
0: the so legendary or something or the other?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Who's just? It's. it seemed like she was just kind of, like, a bull in the china cabinet. Like, she just was, like, a force. She like, these stage moms can be. But who knows? I, I couldn't tell if it was, like, highbrow school or not. Because mm-hmm. everyone, even though, like, it's London, so it's probably, like, you can't get a lot of space... Everyone in the movie, besides Colin and the stand-ins, seems kind of fancy. Like, Jamie has this really nice, you know, like, lake house. Uh, Hugh Grant's doing okay. Like, it just <laughs> it seems very, like, luxurious. I don't yeah, know. This is not a socioeconomical. Except maybe, yeah, Colin, who rented out his apartment to pay for his trip. And apparently can't afford clothes and just filled a suitcase with condoms. <laughs> What about? I like that he thinks you can't buy condoms in America. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Um, What about unsung heroes? We're kind of, you know, you're taking up a lot of time, but maybe really quick who's your unsung hero? I'll give you a really quick one. The store clerk, I'm convinced he's supposed to be like a guardian angel because one, he takes so long, thereby preventing him from buying the necklace, although I guess he does at some point. You don't see it. Go back and buy it. And then two, he stalls the airport, distracts the airport guy, and then there's this weird moment where he and Liam Neeson look at each other and he's like, yeah, you know, I did that for you or something. Yeah, he gives him like an eyebrow raise. Yes. So I'm like, oh, he's a little bit of a guardian angel. So I give it to him. I think that's a good one. How about you, Lars?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Mary. Um, I think that would have been my answer. My second answer, I think, would be the costume designer, because I love the costumes in this movie yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're very memorable. Like, I've seen the movie, you know, sometimes it's been a few years, and the costumes are very memorable.
0: I feel like they're just, they suit the characters so well, and they're all, like, the thing is, I feel like early 2000s fashion was not so great, but it no. makes me a bit nostalgic for watching this movie.
1: Yeah, they're all, like, pretty fun and they look good and like i don't know even some. Of I, I, I actually felt this is kind of going ahead but we can talk about like the test of time i actually felt like the movie was a bit timeless like there isn't anything too obvious i have no desire to awful. see this remade like it is still very good well they've and tried to remake a lot. other holidays, right there's, there's not a lot that happens that you're like oh this is 2003 like they did a good job i agree with you they did a, yeah and it's um yeah, I feel like that Larissa, like the costume designer, really, really I nailed looked her it.
0: her up, and she's like, she's done a lot of movie movies.
1: She's, she really nailed it. It's, yeah, um, there's, there's like, really when we did 10 Things I Hate About You, we were like, oh, that was definitely a 90s look. Oh, that was rough. But also, like, just too many touchstones of the 1999 kind of period. Like, there's definitely intentional things, and I Groundhog Day did a good job of it, but there's things you can do if you want your movie to be timeless. You know, you don't have cell phones in it, you don't have too much technology because people are just gonna laugh at it i guess they Don't did Laura lenny's cell phone did have that like yeah nokia. she had that nokia phone yeah i mean the more, probably the most dated thing is honestly the references in hugh grant's like little speech because he talks about Dave beckham who's yeah. kind of relevant but definitely not an athlete anymore and uh you know harry potter and like jk rowling i think now is kind of canceled and it just yeah things didn't age well yeah um that's a good point i, mean, I I have to agree. You can't remake this movie. They've tried to do like spoofs of oh, all other holidays. Like it's the It's never as good. It's before. never as good. No, it's not good. Um, they shouldn't well, actually it. it's just magic. Like they can't it's lightning in a bottle. They can't and do I, I don't feel like it's dated at all. I feel like I had to keep reminding myself um that it was made in two thousand three. That it was 17, 17 years have passed. It's crazy. That's insane. And part of it's also like I think after 2000, the quality, the high definition of all these movies really got better, and now it's becoming harder Mm -hmm. to tell the difference, because, like, versus something in 95, and you can tell the quality, um, so part of it's that, but part of it is, like, um, they really don't try and put things that were fads, um, and this concept of all these different types of love, um, still, are still relevant, and it's still easy to take love for granted. Yeah, for sure. also, the struggles of like, oh, I already said it before, and I swear I would avoid being redundant, but here I am. Like you have, you have creepiness of the American president. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> very well, relevant. That's not redundant. There's just been multiple presidents have been creepy, so we could say that three more times, and it would still hold. It's still <laughs> very relevant. And then, like you know, Hugh Grant's introduction, like it just, every, like, the moment, from the first line, it just, it felt so relevant to right now, so I most, it's better than being ahead of its time, it's not ahead of its time, it's, like, forever relevant. Yeah, Um, I mean, it's, you could not remake it, because it's, it's already, stands the test of time on its own. So, what about the Bechdel test? No. I don't think it passed. No, but, but again, that's a function of you know, all the minisodes are just couples or love triangles. Like, we're not seeing Emma Thompson with a female friend or seeing her with Liam Neeson. So, like, you know, if you flipped the one of their genders, it would pass. Or if you made, you know, the Bill Nighy character and the manager, it probably wouldn't be as good. But if they were women, it would pass. But the problem is there's no two fem- two women. I think...
0: Also, so like even when of. there are characters with like even when there are two men talking, they're usually talking about women. So it's kind of like yeah,
1: I mean it is definitely a very relationshipy <laughs> driven, <laughs> driven movie. I mean, not actually, if we're, if we're nitpicking, maybe there's one thing where Laura Linney tells me how to turn the music down, but I wouldn't say that. Nah. There yeah. we go. That's the Bechdel mm-hmm. test. Yeah. <laughs> Two named uh, characters having a conversation about like know, what the, they're talking
0: about the song, which is sung by a man, so you know no, maybe by extension. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love actually very relevant. Still good, but name. yeah, Richard, Richard Curtis movies do not pass. Cool. Does not does not pass the Bechdel test. No, unfortunately, no. Miss um, <laughs> Bechdel would not approve. <laughs> um, but you know, I think I think we can forgive. I think we can. We we can because i don't think i think this is in in many ways this is actually a pretty feminist movie yeah
0: you know what there's the time when the two girls in the bar are talking about harriet
1: oh that's right harriet's coming you'll have to meet harriet (laughs) oh my god i mean i don't know if i can like have it on my conscience that i even say anything related to that scene (laughs) passes Well, i will abstain i will abstain from weighing in on that oh. <laughs> uh no i actually found i mean maybe not like a foursome but i found the fact that they were all falling for him simply because of the british accent completely realistic that so is that like, gonna be that's my the australian accents that's the thing with new zealand accents and that's the thing with british accents like it just bumps guys up so you thought it was realistic I think it's realistic, totally. I think... Oh, that was, was <laughs> going to be one of my questions. Not with, not with me, but, like, I think there's plenty of women that they hear a British accent. The guy is, like, ten times cuter. Oh, back in my wild days, I remember being at a bar and heard a guy, like, with an Irish accent started talking to him, and I'm like... I was, At this point, I had a lot of drinks, but I'm pretty sure we met. <laughs> like, when no, I'm... I'm yeah, no, people like Irish, people like Irish, too, I think. Any Irish accent like uh, that, girls, I think... Yeah, I bet he does do better in Wisconsin than he would in Britain. I that was like, actually another like, some, we saw yeah. someone before they are famous. January Jones is in it. She plays one of the girls. Yeah, the she's very young in it. It's like very. And also, I was like paralyzed with how beautiful she is. She was beautiful. I mean, they all were, so but January beautiful. Jones was very pretty. Yeah. It's like the way she looks at the camera, I just her general. And it's kind of cool to see her in this like warmer personality. And the way they're like, Oh, we're so poor. We don't have a couch, and we can't so even funny. afford pajamas. That was, okay, that was hard to. I was like, "What?"
0: I'm <laughs> gonna say that's one of my favorite scenes.
1: It's just, <laughs> I was, and his friend tried to tell him he was crazy. I love. Yeah, and, and then uh, what's her name? Denise Richardson shows up at the end, yeah. and like this is the friend just fully on the mouth before he's even okay. spoken his accent.
0: Yeah, that was so funny. I, yeah. I, I was telling Holly earlier. I love imagining like those girls' day to day lives. Like, is this <laughs> is this like a normal Tuesday night for them?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think, it, like, I think how it actually long is. Do they wait yeah, for like, I... the right guy to appear. You know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, think, someone... I think that actually is, and like. Harriet, I'm like, wait, are they in Texas? Like, why does she have a cowboy? Like, it's just super American. Oh, like, I, also, I really oh. feel like the
0: cab driver had a New York accent. I was like, what state are they even in? <laughs> That's
1: funny. I just think it's funny that he flew to Milwaukee. <laughs> well, you know what it reminded me of? I think it's kind of realistic. Camille Nanjiani went to Grinnell. Do you guys know where Grinnell College is? It's like, you know, Midwest. And he was like, if you grow up outside the United States all you see is, like, Vegas and, like, Empire State Building, and you think that's the entire U.S. So <laughs> yeah. you think it's going to be super exciting, and then you move to somewhere like Ohio, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> I like, may as well have not come. <laughs> like, so that's, like, that was in his stand-up, like, jokes about how he was so excited to come to college at Grinnell, and then it was like, oh my god, I'm in this liberal arts place in all of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I was gonna ask if you guys think the accents make them more attractive, so yeah I, I mean, I think they obviously hyperbolize it, but yeah, I do Yeah, yeah, I don't know if a So I think, you know, a four can easily become an eight I don't know if it's enough Whoa! What, you think a four can become an eight? I, I'm just exaggerating, but the point is I think it can go up But I don't know if it's enough to get them a foursome Okay, let's be objective about this. What what is your number for Colin in Britain, and what is your number for him if you meet him? I mean, in Britain, I think he's a four. If he's a four. that bad? I mean, yeah. i not just because uh, he has the like googly eyes. Have a thing with teeth. That's all Brits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I I think if it weren't for the googly eyes, he'd be cute. The googly eyes. <laughs> He's sort of like a male, he is, he's sort of like a male version of Honey in Notting Hill. Like, he's sort of like a male, like a ginger. Yeah, he does look like a, like a male. male Honey. Yeah. Um, no, I think he's solid five, and then U.S., he's a seven. Yeah, I'd say U.S., he's, I feel like in Milwaukee, he's a seven. In New York, he's Milwaukee? A no, let's be real. He's probably a nine. Yeah. Milwaukee,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: In, in New York, I don't think he'd go up by that much. He's a New York seven. He's in. not No, he's not a, no, New, he's York not a New York seven. He's a what? New What? He's in New York six. British guy who's tall is not a New York seven. No, there's a, there's plenty of other. Okay. Of- doing, oh, we're doing. We're doing shoes out of my league next. Yeah. So talk about And he's like he, he just also comes like, in with the backpack. Is, okay, maybe maybe he's a six. Maybe he's a six. Because, because six. don't forget, New York's also can be very. And we can we live in New York. Um, can <laughs> they? They do care about your ability it's to pay success. for rent. And being yeah, being successful. We have to be wealthy, but you have to be able to pay for rent. Be, being successful. Being successful. Yeah. Um, so let's I think the only thing left is um before we get to any like lingering questions, is tropes. You know, I actually had a hard time thinking it people think this is like very formulaic movie, and I guess in some ways it is. But I don't. I really had a, I hard ton have of, a ton of tropes. I guess one would just be the intertwined stories, which we already talked about, and then two might be like a dramatic running through airport scene that yeah. used to be. A thing. I was gonna say that I think maybe the airport things a true, yeah. but otherwise, like no. I really not, real, not, not really. really. I mean, they're pretty unique stories. I mean, we talked about the couple, the stand-ins, and then they went on the date. That was like the opposite of a tro- right. whatever a trope is they just like went to the upside right no so- i th- i didn't think it was like actually that stuff with tropes um so which is kind of impressive because this is like a quintessential iconic romp yeah yeah for sure um all right so what about any before we wrap up um do you guys have any lingering questions like anything that's like, kind of left left you kind of wanting more I mean, Mary, you talked about this, like, made-for-TV sequel, but... Yeah, I mean, that would be good. Um, lingering questions. Well, you already, I think, asked one of mine, which was, like, what's his favorite storyline? We talked about, you know, whether or not the affair with the Alan Rickman character happened or was consummated. We talked about the angel. I... Wait, we talked about that, Alan, if, if you, we think Alan Rickman and um, Emma yeah. Todd's marriage is, is, will, will survive this. I saw uh, Oh, yeah, that's true. And then like, just why doesn't Carl ask Sarah out again? Do we we, I mean, we talked about things not working out between them, but like, why doesn't he just ask her out again? Like, I don't know. I, I, think, I
0: think she disappointed him when she like, uh, when she kept answering the phone
1: and ignoring him. He's just like, oh, she's not interested. I mean, I, I really don't want you guys to think that I'm I'm dismissing him. I, I do. I I don't know. I, I don't think you are. I'm just curious. I'm I don't say think it's wrong real, to sad, do that. Sad, sad endings yeah. are the Alan Rickman and that story. Those are the only really, like sad endings. Yeah. I think with that one, it's it's not even like I'm dismissing her thinking that she did the wrong thing. It's just that like she needs someone who will accept that with her. And he's he's not that person. And it's I guess yeah. it's a thing he recognizes that. And maybe he wants to be someone's priority. Yeah. Um, and I can kind of sense how his feelings are probably just as hurt. They're just not on the kind of opposite of Jamie and Aurelia. They are just, like, on completely different wavelengths. Right, right. Um, yeah. No, I actually think, like, we covered a lot of ground. I-, I didn't want the whole podcast to go without mentioning every couple, but I think we did that, too. Yeah. We talked about um, Bill Nye. We talked about Peter, Juliet, and Mark, Jamie, and Aurelia um definitely the marriage dissolving the prime minister um little boy Liam Neeson Sarah we talked about all of them yeah I think the the questions and these don't necessarily have answers to them but like um I had so one of one of my like the thing I couldn't let go of was why was Jamie writing on a typewriter (laughs) weren't there like computers (laughs) (laughs) Not as of but why was he writing on a typewriter? And then he why was writing, like okay, okay, hell yeah. Do you know anyone who like goes to urban outfitters and spends a lot of money on like a polaroid camera? Like yeah. Jamie's like one of those. Like he was like a proto hipster. <laughs> like he had like turtlenecks and like cool sweaters. Like I, guess I feel he was like was a hipster he, before it was cool to be. A I hipster. think a lot of it a lot of the writing stuff it was just very performative. Like he was like, "Well, I'm going to get in this setting. I'm going to do my typewriter, da da da." But like, yeah. I mean, of course he should have made copies. Like, right? Yeah. Does he know of laptop? Like, were laptops a thing in 2003? It creates his credibility as a writer that he didn't make. But I can buy it. I mean, um, Ike Graham in Runaway Bride. I think he like had a typewriter. I don't know. I've definitely seen it in like old, like you know, newer movies. Like, I you know, I'm shitting on him. But when I was a kid, I had a typewriter. Okay. Yeah, you are shitting on him. Yeah, I'm such a shitty person. No, but I but I don't think I don't think it was that bad. Because if you wanted to type outside, I don't know. I feel like
0: by I take water, take
1: Very riskier. I take laptop, I don't know I did have a type my mom like found a typewriter at a garage and I just sit there and like type nonsense on it actually but again I do think the typewriter this might have been a conscious choice because nothing in this movie is accidental apparently there was like a you know like a meeting about everything but I-, I wonder if the typewriter does help with it being timeless because you watch a movie like Legally Blonde and she's got that huge old school you know when Max first yeah. came out it was like a clear and then like a colored plastic yeah. part and you're like oh wow this is an old movie and you don't have any of that because it's on a typewriter oh like it doesn't that's... date the movie um it might be intentional, it, maybe that's not. a good point the other question i had and not to beat a dead horse but if carl knew for two years that sarah was in love with him why didn't he ask her out sooner so Laura's made the point maybe he's shy too uh, yeah, I think, I think a couple things. I think he could think, be shy, too. It was kind of shown, like, they're both shy, you know, when they said goodnight, and they're both kind of reticent. But why did he wait until the Christmas party? Like, I I think that, that must have been at least their third Christmas party, because she said she worked there for two, maybe, maybe, I mean, like, can, maybe it was their second Christmas party. I mean, I can think of, you know, like, just logistics, like, if he was dating someone else. But I also think he is very good-looking guy, and probably usually doesn't have to work very hard to... Have women make moves on him so maybe as a result he became very passive i don't know i was it was interesting that it was incumbent upon sarah and it was like everyone at the office was like yeah this is on you to make a move like that wasn't even a question i don't know i guess it goes back to how interested were they in each other if it took that long to happen and then the other thing that um left me feeling a bit like really like is this a little too on like is this intentional is this what i don't understand is at the christmas party mia's Mm -hmm. wearing devil horns oh yeah that was weird and i was just like and it felt like for a movie that says so much without saying anything explicitly that seemed very like campy this is how innocent i am i thought they were cat ears yeah (laughs) she's not by any means,
0: a subtle character. I do kind of like. No. Until, until
1: this like, one, I literally a thought
0: they were Alan ears. A just like coming up to her, like when she's getting punched at like the table or whatever, and people are, like, "Oh, look at the girl who decided to wear devil ears to the party."
1: Yeah, being like, "Did you not get the memo? It's a Christmas party, not a <laughs> Halloween party." And <laughs> I think of someone who loves Halloween. Well, am I crazy for ever thinking they were cat ears? Because that's what I thought every time. Oh my I saw God, them. Mary. <laughs> You are crazy. Wow, what? What cat ear has red sparkly cat?
0: Exactly. Maybe they were supposed to be like the tiny Santa hats that were on the nipples.
1: Um. <laughs> it's literally the exact same shape as cat ears, Sally. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I what cat? Was- what cat has sparkly like red maybe ears? Maybe
0: cat has like really narrow, pointy, and very narrow, layers. and
1: curved, and they're curved. I would, I would accept Santa hat before cat Before cat, ears. <laughs> I think mean, watching this. No, time. Why wearing cat ears
0: so Christmas? Before
1: I, before I would always go cat. I think can
0: I look like cat ears? What's weirder, <laughs> devil horns or cat ears at I a mean, Christmas party? I mean,
1: does one make any more sense than the other at a Christmas party? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> and the same yeah. thing. Oh, the other thing I was going to ask is if you think Mia was into um, Harry for, like, the money and glam of it, and it seemed like seemed like we think so. I, you know? I, I did, but I also thought it was interesting how, like, the Prime Minister, she was kind of like, moof about... Oh, yeah. That's, like, a lot of status, right? Well, I think...
0: Yeah, I don't know. She Maybe was just surprised t- to see him, though. Yeah, like,
1: true.
0: I mean, nobody... Who wouldn't expect the prime minister to Yeah, Christmas...
1: Christmas night, Christmas Eve, whatever it was. You know, but... Uh, I don't know, yeah. but oh, wait, wait, I missed it. She was... She, she, really, she was related to... Was the he, she was a neighbor. And he
0: was like, does Natalie live here? And she was like, no, she lives next door. Oh,
1: oh. You're not who I think you are, are you? Like, yeah. She was kind of, like, taken aback. Yeah, well. Uh, but I don't know if she was super into Harry. I always thought she was in it for the necklace, but. I don't yeah, know. I, think
0: more, I, think I, think when I when I watched it recently, I thought maybe she was, like, actually, like, in love with him. Like, maybe he was, like, her type, especially because we know yeah. for sure that um, Colin is, like, not her type, and he's, like, the anti Alan Rickman, anti-Harry. Right, right. But then, I don't know, but then when you said that about maybe how she just wanted the necklace and maybe she just kind of, like, wanted um, the
1: glam. Yeah,
0: like shiny she, she wanted money, the shiny wanted yeah bomb, i don't know maybe which, you're right
1: which is kind of at first i was like oh how interesting and weird that she and mark are friends but then i was like that nah, kind of makes sense he works in an art gallery she seems like someone who would like skulk around with guys yeah, also when, yeah. when harry makes a comment about mark being her boyfriend she was like he's not my boyfriend yeah she was so offended her i thought that was funny <laughs> yeah so i don't know how much she liked him to be honest Harry or whatever. Yeah on. I think but we covered like the stuff that I had. Um, yeah Sam. I mean anything else we kind of had already talked about. Um, Larissa yeah. did you have any like question like anything that you felt was unresolved or any questions um, for the void? I think that
0: we've actually addressed everything that I really wanted to talk oh.
1: about. Oh and I think oh. I I'm not sure we'll have to go back and check but I think we only had like two digressions. Uh, this felt fast. I don't know if it's actually true. <laughs> I don't know. We thought our last one was fast, Mary, and it was our longest episode. <laughs> what if, what if this was like 4 hours. Oh, let's see. I don't know. ourselves on the back. <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah, let's see. Luckily tomorrow you and I both have early days so It's going to be well, brutal. I <laughs> think. That's why I'm yawning, but I, I, this was really fun, I'm glad we got to do a holiday episode, I'm glad we got to do it with Larissa, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, thank
0: you so much for inviting me, this you, was really, I'm, like, fully looking at this movie with a, kind of a new perspective now, after having this. Yeah,
1: movie. it's fun to hear, like, different takes. Yeah, I mean, the discussion's always the best part, and, um, uh, and, and so yeah, like, it also changes, like when I when I sit down and watch these movies, it does change how I approach them. Um, and I've also been watching movies that, honestly, I don't know if I would have watched Love Actually this year, and I'm really glad I did. It like yeah, and I, it, I think we've got, we've got, got some I exciting, maybe I can't say too much, but we've got some exciting holiday movies maybe. Coming. Oh my gosh, yeah, I mean if. If t- any t- holiday t- movies you want us to do that um rom-com genre um let us know our email is um to all the rom-com oh, i love before at gmail.com um and, so we'd yeah. love to hear from you guys and um or you know any this is a very there's a lot of layers to this movie um so mm-hmm. anything, anything we didn't discuss that you just kind of want to put out into the into the world we'd love to hear it um so this is our first holiday episode. i yes. it. Thank you, Larissa. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Really, I mean, I am not surprised about the wisdom you dropped, and I'm just happy to be <laughs> able to share it, share it with the world. <laughs> so, I'm really glad you could uh, appreciate it. I mean, it, I'm
0: like, like I'm so not, yeah. I
1: just, it's one of those things that I like when I brag about my friend Larissa, I'm like, she's, Aww. I think, like, the, one of my wisest friends. I used to growing up, I'd be like, whenever I had a hard time finding words for things, Larissa always managed Aww. to find them for me. Well, oh. I
0: think that's, that's a good
1: note to end on. Thank yeah. you for Thank you. all your well, guys' words. And you. I we'll, love you, Mary. It's like I, love we'll you. I love you too. Oh <laughs> we'll see you guys. <laughs>
0: As is Christmas. christmas?
1: <laughs> thank you yeah it's like it's like yes exactly thank you love actually is around us oh there you go there you go better actually. no better thing to end on as is christmas all right till next time folks time <laughs> bye, bye. is all around me.